1971, military analyst Daniel Ellsberg went rogue and provided the New York Times with documents that proved the U.S. government had been misleading the public about the scope of its actions in Vietnam. In 2013, NSA contractor Edward Snowden put his life in grave danger by exposing a top-secret wiretapping program that was conducting unconstitutional surveillance on tens of millions of Americans. In 2018, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman put his military career on the line to testify against Donald Trump in his first impeachment trial. But these courageous whistleblowers pale in comparison to Captain Rick Mulliken and Major Melissa Hill, who made the ultimate sacrifice for their country, spending several days hanging out with ALF. Gruntwork presents Project ALF. In the vastness of the great American desert is the world's most secret project. This panel has convened to render a decision as to the immediate future of the alien life form known as ALF. Hi! <laughs> All right, take your time, get over the initial shock. Presenting the return of one of the universe's most loved critics. Oh, please. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do I have to come up with funny answers? <laughs> Medic! In a battle to the death with one of Hollywood's most respected stars. Why don't you just stab me? Listen to me, you furry little freak. When we exterminate you, we're going to be sending a message to every other extraterrestrial out there. We will no longer be intimidated. Not me, not my mama, not anyone. Your mama? Did he say his mama? Truman. <laughs> Landon. I have a question to ask you, and I want you to know that from second one in this episode, I'm massaging my eyeballs with my thumbs. Okay, good, good, good. Is, now, is this related to to what I just said into the microphone, or is this related it's, to what we watched? All of the above. Oh, great! I'm um, part of it. Here's how I want to start this this conversation. Okay. <clears throat> in your lifetime, what do you think you what would you what would you point to as the biggest craze that you experienced the biggest craze for me what, what what's like what would you say is worthy of the 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 addendum a mania i mean it now does this have to be one that i participated in or one that i was just no, witness to that just was just one that has happened in your lifetime what is what would you say is the biggest one I think it would have to hands down be Pokemon and Pokemon cards. Uh, mm. That was really, I mean, ba Beanie Babies were big, but I didn't know a lot of pe people who were actively into it. But mm -hmm. Pokemon, Pokemon was pretty big. And then honestly, the second biggest one is going to be Marvel movies. I don't even know if that counts because I was an adult for those. But um, well, in your lifetime, I didn't say your childhood. In my life, I know, but I mean, I feel <laughs> like based on based on the nature of what we're talking about today, it really seems like something only a child could like, but then <laughs> there are questions. Uh, but no, for, for me, it was Pokemon. I, I uh -huh. have to, I have to ask, was it, was, was it the star of this movie? Did America get William O'Leary fever? <laughs> William O'Leary well, mania? Yeah. <laughs> crazy about I, Miguel Ferrer, Ferrer mania. The, I mean, I'm always crazy about Ferrer, but, uh, he's great. I have forgotten the level of hysterics around Elf. Oh, my God. Uh, and the, the length of time. Like, you say Pokemon, and, I, you know, I my first one that I went to was both Beanie Babies and, and Tickle Me Elmo. Mm -hmm. But those were flashes in the pan yeah. compared to Elfamania. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm shocked that, not that, not, 
it doesn't surprise me that he hasn't held up. It's <laughs> I, I'm more shocked that spoiler. We collectively don't remember how pervasive in culture Elf was at one time. Yes. That, to me, is is what is surprising. It, my, my most profound thought coming out of this movie was, I am so glad that I was born in November 1988, and I did not have... So that, so that Alf, to me, exists... <laughs> Only as a kind of funny retro punchline or as a 10 second clip on I Love the 80s. Like, that I have, that this was my first, like, my first contact with Alf. This was my, my. Oh, I mean, in terms of the character, like, spending time with the character outside of a reference? Like, I know, I, like, I know, yes, this is the first time I've spent more than 30 seconds with Alf in my direct field of vision saying things and being Alf. This movie's 90 minutes long. I I feel like I suffer for not having eased in with episodes of the show, at least <laughs> I, I had no idea. What, okay, well, I mean, I wasn't planning on going in this direction, but let me let me ask. I feel like I have to do my due diligence in, in asking what, what was your what, what was your perception of Elf before you actually sat down with him for a little bit? Look, I th- my perception of Alf, I knew that it was a dumb show. I knew Alf was kind of a hokey character. And, you know, and I, I but I also, I knew that he had hosted, you know, a, a, he'd hosted a talk show for like six episodes on AMC when I was in high school. It was like a yeah. thing they tried. Like, oh, Alf's hit talk. So I had this impression that, oh, yeah, Alf is definitely not as good as the Muppets. He's probably hacky and hokey and dumb, but he is funny like he's kind of he's kind of got a quick wit and maybe a slightly sharper edge than you'd expect a puppet to have he's a little more a little more pliable than the muppets which have a, a certain family friendly quality to them yeah exactly like he he's worse than the muppets but also that liberates him in certain ways to be <laughs> right. different and i mean i don't, don't think i'm sacred with him yes exactly and uh so and i i think all of that was right on i just didn't realize how far to all of the extremes it was all taken i mean <laughs> and 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 i oh boy so landon talk to me about alf mania like how did you watch the show when you were a wee lad yeah, oh. i did uh now i remember enjoying elf a lot um i think there's something in his character design that is appealing to <laughs> let me let me just say a kid of of my generation uh, yeah. in that like he there's something in his attitude akin with Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. like yeah or I'm not Michelangelo saying they're the related but they're in they're in the same ballpark yeah um, yeah so it was definitely something i enjoyed i don't believe i got in on the mania i think <laughs> like my <laughs> you didn't my have cousin, you didn't have Alf Madness. You, you. <laughs> I did. I would. I avoided that. Uh, like I think the the extent of what I had was like one single like solid plastic figurine. You know, not even like an action figure, but just like one of those that have like it's you know him in a Hawaiian shirt or something on a pedestal. And it was probably even from the animated series and not from the TV show. You know, Alf in this movie made very clear that he only wants to be rendered in plush, not in vinyl figurines. So you, <laughs> it's true. Does it hurt you to go against your old idols? You're not your, he's well, not your idol. Sure, you didn't have the Okay, mania. we're going to get to that in due time, but I think that that was a wry reference to 
all of the the reference to merchandise in this is a sly commentary on the merchandise that had come out before this. Let me let me red pen. I'm going to cross out sly. Uh, it it was just a commentary. <laughs> uh, crossing out sly, crossing out rye. No adjectives necessary. Nothing is done with a soft touch. <laughs> um. Oh my god. But you know it was happening all around me, and you know like I. <laughs> <laughs> Elf happens to you. I, okay, I'm trying to think of when my last experience with Elf was before we watched Project Elf. Which let's just bring people up to speed. Yeah. If you aren't aware, there's a Elf movie yes. <laughs> called Project Elf, made which for TV, we watched today. Right, this was made for. It was a TV movie. Yes, yes. No uh, one went to although, a theater for this. Uh, I mean, it did. I think it said it played. Uh, in a theater in Argentina, maybe. Oh, um, th- those poor people hadn't they had enough by the early nineties? <laughs> um, oh my god! So like, but it, okay. Back to my point. It was all around me, and like, my cousin had a a plush, uh, elf doll. You know, like a, a you know, twelve inch actual stuffed animal of Al. Elf. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Um, I, I would, I would, I would buy a. I'd buy a twelve-inch L doll, by the way. Yeah, oh um, God, yeah, yeah, and it also, also only plush. I don't want him in vinyl. <laughs> I mean, you can't render his beard in vinyl. Yeah, or his chest hair. <laughs> um, continue. Or the flannel. Or the flannel. Yeah, that's true. It's got to be cuddly flannel. Uh, but I, I don't think. I think L fell in a weird place for me where I wasn't really aware of culture, in the sense of like people have different tastes and like the the extent that something can can permeate mm-hmm. it was just kind of a fact of life cuz elf started when i was uh, 8 7 yeah 7 or 8 yeah uh which and then it, it, like the the popularity waned before i was 10 wow he it's like he he came in so he was he just burned really bright for a short yeah. amount of time the, the yes. you know Half and this twice is, as bright, half as long. This is why I wanted to to start with this. Is like he had his TV show, which went for four seasons, the live yeah. action one, and went into uh and two different animated series. The first God. one was just a, a regular um uh elf when he was still on his planet, uh, yeah. Melmac. Okay, uh, Elf Origins. <laughs> and elf then there was Elf or. Tales, yeah, uh, which is elf being inserted into different kind of fairy tales oh oh great oh good that's that i bet that's just charming (laughs) (laughs) he was also part of uh there's this notorious um oh my god uh uh like anti-drug oh video uh, yeah what i've seen i've seen that one cartoon all-stars to the rescue yeah yeah, sure there you go where it's like yeah See, Michelangelo, some of the Ninja Turtles with with Elf and uh, the Care Bears, <laughs> like it's just a crossover, like you couldn't believe. Yeah, it, it's it, it's the We Are the World video, but cartoon characters. See, I've seen that, <laughs> but the thing is, Alf in that it shows up for a couple seconds and has two or three lines. That's yeah, which is kind of the the most Alf that a person that like that's the legally allowable amount of Alf. That is the not <laughs> that is the most Alf you can have without doing damage to your brain. Well. Okay, so, and I think that is what 
most people get of him because you know if you ha- didn't watch the TV show, like you are going to be aware of Elf purely through reference. And <laughs> my God, the amount of places he has popped up is staggering. It's like watching. You can only safely watch Alf like watching a, a an eclipse with like you poke the hole in the paper and you look at the the shadow or whatever. Like that's that's wait the, is that is that what's wrong with Trump? Is that why he has the same haircut as Elf? Yeah, he looked directly into Alf. I mean, we we did too, so I think we're gonna tur- we're gonna have all the same yeah. problems. But well, it- speaking of Trump, uh, one of the last things that Alf appeared in was that oh. Funny or Die. Uh, art of the deal thing that Johnny Depp was in. Oh God. Okay. Um. I did not. I. I did not see that. I. I by that point in the presidential election, I wasn't interested in what Funnier Die was selling. Yeah. But wait. Agreed. But wait. So was he? Was Alf on? Like, was Trump in this? And Alf was also in it. Like, did did Alf and Trump? Alf would totally. I'm not even trying to ascribe Alf the character's political views, but I'm just saying I would not be shocked if in like 2013 <laughs> there was some you know, goof video where it's Alf saying you're fired and then Trump comes in and like pats him on the head or something like I, I they it seems think, like they were on that same level. I don't know. I think, well, uh, in terms of like novelty celebrity, maybe yeah, uh, before a certain year. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. I just want to touch on a few of these things uh, just yeah. to get a sense of of his timeline here. Yeah. These are just his his appearances. And th- this isn't talking about the two show or the three shows we talked about or the talk show that you talked about, which oh. let me let me before we go too far down that hole, I want to just run down part episode. It, it might be it might it might end up be. I mean, is there much to talk about with the fucking movie we watched? No, 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 no. I'm no, I want I want to hear this list of his appearances. So, yeah, give, give me the rundown. Well, before we go to his appearances, I wanted to if I could fucking find it. I wanted to run down the guests he had on his TV show. Oh, okay. I mean, again, okay. Get it seems this. like Trump would be on there. This is insane. Brian Cranston, <laughs> Eric Roberts, what? Linda Blair, what? Henry Winkler, Joe Mantegna, Doris Roberts, Tom Arnold, what? Dennis Franz, Drew okay. Carey, Tom Green, Joan Rivers, Ed McMahon. What? Uh, Leon I mean, Redbone. <laughs> okay, I mean the the only one that makes sense, the one that makes the most sense of that group is Tom Arnold. That one I get. Brian Cranston, I guess I can work my way back to Breaking Bad was probably just premiering on AMC and they wanted to promote it. Oh no, this is this is from two thousand four, so oh, this would have been like early Malcolm in the Middle years. Oh God, I didn't even realize how long it's been since Alf had his talk show. I okay, um. That's nuts. seven episodes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he was, that was, the, he was the Mark Maron of his time, really. <laughs> the most recent appearance Elf has had was in February 19th, 2023, <laughs> on a couch gag on The Simpsons. Oh, God. Simpsons. Another th- another thing from Alf's time that, that should have stopped. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Here, here are just a few other ones that I think are very indicative wait, of. Wait. Yeah. Uh, before before you tell. Does, does Alf have a podcast? Because oh, I'm really scared God. he does. He's out there with a podcast right now. I don't He's... know. I don't know. But they have been trying to get an Elf reboot off the ground for no. years. And it is in development at HBO no. right now. Damn it. Um, 
This is if I, it doesn't go, I guarantee it's going to go into a podcast. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like Sarah Connor like watching the new kit L.A. and just screaming and trying to warn the kids. This is so bad. Oh god. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Here are a few things that he's just appearances that he's been in. What's, are you okay? So, did we break I'm, you this early into the episode? We did because now I'm just I I'll, all I can just picture or here in my head is alf just just so saying so who are your guys to someone <laughs> oh god okay tell me what he's appeared in please okay uh should be of no surprise um hollywood squares yeah in duh. the 80s sure uh this shows i think th- how far his reach was he appeared in a season two episode of matlock Matlock again. Why do we Matlock keeps coming up? It, it's haunting us. Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith has acted. Andy Griffith has acted with Earl Hindman, Alf, and Johnny Cash. That is a career. It is. Uh, Elf hosted the nineteen eighty nine Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, fuck. Uh, <sighs> we talked a little bit about uh, cartoon all stars to the rescue that happened in nineteen ninety. He was on an episode of Blossom. I don't yeah, like not a shock. Not a this shock. This is to me that's a shock. I don't know how you can go from like a real world teenage girl growing into womanhood show and then suddenly make well, aliens are also canon in this world. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe that's based on me not fully knowing what what Blossom is about. And I I, I know about as I know less about Blossom than I did about Alf before I started this. <laughs> uh he hosted an episode of Talk Soup. <sighs> Well, not surprised. Uh, he appeared as TV icon of the week on the O'Reilly Factor. <laughs> God. Okay. Again, I'm sure yeah, he's done yeah. something with Trump. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't he, agree with everything he says on Twitter, but you gotta admit he's got some interesting ideas. It's, <laughs> this is how long his appeal goes, though. He made an appearance on the sixth episode of Mr. Robot. Really? I've seen that. Uh, why don't I not remember Alf being on Mr. Robot? <laughs> At least that um, show is trippy as hell. It makes more sense than yeah. him being on Blossom. He's appeared in Family Guy, Veggie Tales, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Bang Wait. Theory, Robot Chicken, the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, here's one Wait. that I'm surprised. This is just a reference, but uh, he is referenced in the 2012 video game XCOM Enemy Unknown. Oh, son of a bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are not longtime listeners don't know that XCOM is one of my favorite games. Is it? Oh, man. It's, yeah, probably Bradford it says, it says you know, when you bring back a certain alien to dissect, he's like, oh, this one isn't like Alf. Oh, my God. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm here, sorry. I'm still, my head is still spinning over the fact that he was on both Family Guy and Veggie Tales. I, I mean, in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The, the, the spectrum that he spans. <laughs> Is just staggering. I mean, um, is he is he like he was on Bill O'Reilly? Was he also on Rachel Maddow's show? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he could. Uh, okay, here's here's the last thing I need to mention in terms of context for for Elf and just everything yeah. surrounding it. Yeah, there's a, an indie film uh, starring Ben Stiller and Elizabeth Hurley. Whoa! Called Permanent Midnight. You are you? It, did AI generate this? Is this a Goncharov situation? What, like, <laughs> no. Why? 
I, I mean, it that does not seem like it exists. I feel I, I, it's it's from 1998. Uh, wow. It's an independent drama, and it's loosely based on the behind the scenes tales of Elf, oh, where uh, <laughs> Ben Stiller plays a creator of a TV show, and the TV show stars a puppet alien. Um, but he's like at the end of a drug rehabilitation program and is like trying to get his life back in order. Uh, and he's kind of haunted by this, this alien creature that, um, that, okay. That, that really sucks because I, I, the one thing I know about Alf is I know a lot of, I've read a lot about the production of Alf and I've kept thinking like, oh man, I should write a screenplay about how ah, this fucked up dark comedy about working on a, on a, you know, puppet alien show like that. So it's great to know that Ben Stiller beat me to the punch like almost 30 years ago. Great. Go watch that and death to Smoochie. Oh, I've, I've watched is death to Smoochie is another movie that you really have to engage with like an eclipse. It's just an awful (laughs) lot to look straight into death to Smoochie. Um, there are six video games. Oh, God. Of Elf. Video games, why would you do this to me? Uh, there is a German disco song, uh, or techno song called Stuck on Earth with samples from Elf. Now, okay, okay, now, is that recorded by the German voice of Alf who released two albums and four hit singles as German Alf in the 80s, or is that a different... German Alf. <laughs> that that might be the, that might be, it. It charted at number four in the Netherlands and number twenty four on Finland's sales only chart. Oh God, Finland! Why? Come on, guys, you're making me look bad here. Okay, <laughs> Elf was invited to the White House by First Lady Nancy Reagan, <sighs> and Ronald Reagan told uh, the voice of Elf, uh, Paul F- uh, Fusco, that Elf was his favorite TV show. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm I'm the Joker. I am now fully fully Joker. TV Guide ranked Elf as number eight on its 25 greatest sci-fi legends list. <laughs> uh, and um, Me TV ranked Elf number two on its top list of TV aliens, behind only Mr. Spock. <laughs> what? Okay, this is Mork Erasure. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think, I mean, listen, I'm not even touching on a, a quarter of everything that Elf has touched in his lifetime. I, I don't um, want to think... touch anything that Elf has touched. I want to wipe that shit down with some bleach and a I dust have questions about, about the cleanliness of that puppet, uh, how many there are. We might get into that later. I think 25 minutes into the episode, we should maybe start talking about what the fuck we watched today and how it connects to home improvement <laughs> yes yes we well, watched okay. one of the things we didn't touch on is there's a 1996 tv movie called project elf that picks up right where the tv show left off yes because we watched that truman yeah. why did we do so and what happened okay so uh <laughs> I think first, just one one thing to explain about the existence of this made-for-TV movie starring ALF is that the ALF series ran for four seasons. At the end of the last season, the producers had a handshake agreement with NBC that there would be a fifth and final season. And so they the end of the fourth season ends with ALF is going to reunite with a couple of other aliens from his home planet, but then he gets captured by the government at the last minute. Like, the last 
scene from the TV series Alf is like soldiers surrounding Alf and throwing a net over him and fade to black. Um, then after they shot that, after they aired that, NBC went back on their deal, so there was never a fifth season. So for like five years, America's children were traumatized thinking that Alf has been captured and killed by the government until they made this I mean, this look, movie. They, they weren't that traumatized because he was everywhere else. I guess, I guess, yes, yeah, he lived on in, every, like, if he was dead, how is he appearing on Hollywood squares? They're, they're assuming that, <laughs> right. they're assuming that the government put well, him in their Hollywood squares division. That's something about this character that we haven't touched on yet, and I think worth mentioning after everything we just read, which is, this is one of those rarefied characters that's like, there's Elf from the TV show, and then there's Elf the Muppet that, or I shouldn't say Muppet, that's TV. Yeah, that's, that's uh, very rude to my good friends, the Muppets. <laughs> elf the Puppet that is an actor in the TV show playing Elf. Yes. So it's almost like Jerry Seinfeld playing Jerry Seinfeld on Seinfeld. They are two very different people, but Elf the Puppet and the character lives outside of the TV show as well. So I, there, there's a certain, like, I don't know, I don't even want to say suspension of disbelief, but just a a, uh, a range that they can do stuff with that character that they couldn't otherwise. I think that was the other reason that I thought of him as like the Muppets, but just a little bit worse instead of lots, 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 lots worse. Because he, like the Muppets... Like, yeah, like he is he is an entertainer. He works in the entertainment industry. He like has a car and lives in a house and things like that. That's how he's been presented. Um, okay, well, uh, so but this this experience, though, this adventure in which the actor Alf plays the character Alf goes a little something like this. Years after being captured by the U.S. Air Force in the final season of Alf, we catch up with everybody's favorite cat eating alien after several years of testing and carousing in government custody. When Alf's friendly captors, Dr. Rick Mulliken, played by Home Improvement's William O'Leary, and Dr. Melissa Hill, played by Home Improvement's Jensen Daggett, find out that the evil Colonel Milfoyle, played by Apocalypse Now's Martin Sheen, intends to kill Alf, they go AWOL and break Alf out of jail for a cross-country road trip to take him to visit UFO expert Dexter Moyers. With Milfoyle hot on their tail, Moyers harboring a secret agenda, and a romance blooming between Doctors Mulligan and Hill, it's up to Alf to keep things lighthearted with a never-ending stream of grating jokes and early 90s pop culture references. Um, I have multiple <laughs> questions about your synopsis. What, 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 what am I doing? Why are you... I, I, I looked into the fiery heart of Alf, and I summarized what happened. You're criticizing me? If you, uh, no, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying it, it highlights questions I have. Oh, I th okay. I thought, you were, I thought you were thinking that somehow I'm focusing on the wrong aspects of the story, well, that I should have really honed in on the subplot about the, uh, the drunkard who runs the motel who swaps his car for a van. I mean, Ray Walston is on the poster for this movie, so... Great. Um... No, the fact that you called them doctors, well, uh, yes, is is interesting and questionable, especially because the movie itself doesn't seem to give a shit what their actual ranks are because they change them multiple times throughout this movie. It, this this movie for a franchise that it seems to really have been beloved by children and was oriented towards families with children involves a lot of military bureaucracy and. 
Uh, Which I'm surprised this didn't didn't get your goat when you were a kid. I mean, <laughs> I sadly, I, sadly, I was not. My parents did not say, "Oh, Truman, I know you never watched Alf, but they're finally doing a TV <laughs> movie explaining the ending of Alf. We need to get you in front of this. This will be important for your development." <laughs> the, I, the other question I have is about it being a road trip. In this, I, I, I guess technically that, you're not wrong <laughs> that's what that is the that is what the the uh screenwriters sold the idea yeah. of like that was what they got greenlit was yeah it's a road trip movie and then that was, a million studio was, notes came in that was when the script was still a theatrical movie and not a not a tv movie not a we're going to we're going to do our transporting in the dark so that we could just move from one cardboard set to another <laughs> yes yes and spend 20 minutes in each it's um, it is it is what it is. We'll, we'll we'll get into it, but let me just run down the stats here. Yes, give we've me the got, stats. Uh, okay, so this came out in 1996. We've got uh, director Dick Laurie, mm. who uh, I'm looking at his director credits. Looks like a lot of TV movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did direct a couple episodes of NYPD Blue, Crossing Jordan. Um, I'm trying to go back to see if he had experience on the Elf TV show because mm-hmm. I would imagine it would be helpful, considering all the production woes that the TV show had, of having experience shooting puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not seeing it though. So, uh, looks like oh man, this you know what? I, I just want to take a year and binge movies like this. Yeah. Uh, but wait, where, not, not like not like this, not movies with no, Elf not in like them. not like Project Elf, like like a lot of his career, which is just like in the line of duty, a cop for the killing, mm-hmm. uh, Manhunt in the Dakotas, <laughs> The Gambler Returns, A Woman Scorned, The Petty Broderick Story, you know, like I I feel like there's a certain comfort <laughs> and and loss I- artistry. Uh, I th- for those, I think I think I can kind of see why you had uh, a warmer reception to the county line movies at first than I did. You've you've got you've got more uh, you've got more affection for this. <laughs> I mean, I did after watching Undue Influence go and watch another two part Brian Dennehy movie. So, <sighs> dude, you gotta. Uh, I mean, look, if it did, you know what, Brian Dennehy, great. He's not Alf. I love him. I love every actor in relation to Alf. Season three, Tim, great. Okay. <laughs> he uh directed Smokey and the Bandit part 3 and I think the closest he got to, I think the closest he got to Elf before this was Archie uh to Riverdale and back again TV movie in 1990. Oh man. Little little did Archie know in that uh where his life was headed next time he went to Riverdale. <laughs> Um, we've got the writers, uh, Paul Fusco, who is the creator and voice of Alf, yeah, uh, yep. is the the writer of this. And if you look at his credits, it's literally just him playing Elf for f- basically forty years at this point. I, I mean, he like apparently. I, like what what I what I read is that he went to uh, Bernie Brillstein, who was a producer and who had worked with the Muppets a whole lot, and said, "Hey, I've got this puppet character I want to show to you." And Brillstein was initially skeptical, and he just did a short audition with Alf. And Brillstein thought it was hysterical. He thought this guy needs his own show, and it just the Alf show came out of that. And it, like he, I, I mean, look. Honestly, if I if I had a thing that just struck if I struck gold, I would not stop mining that gold and he <laughs> he has not stopped. Yeah. You know what? Maybe not getting that fifth season of Elf 
is a little bit of a, a godsend in that I would imagine bringing other elf puppets would, you know, saturate, you know, it'd be like bringing Scrappy Doo in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just I'm trying to think of an 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 Alf Scrappy Doo like a combination of what I previously had thought was the most annoying character in pop culture history. Uh, that oof. <laughs> good luck getting to sleep with that tonight. Um, <laughs> no. It, it it was also co-written by Tom Patchett, who looks like he was doing a lot of those similar uh, thriller TV movies. Um, but also uh, balance that with sitcoms like the Bob Newhart Show and uh, this short-lived one called Buffalo Bill uh, that he created that stars the ineffable Dabney Coleman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Who I love. Uh, that's the um, that's the the creative team behind this. I don't want to well, get into the producers or the studio or anything, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, the the production story of this was. Alf can make us money. Let's let's Alf. <laughs> That's Why? Alf. S- squeeze squeeze the Alf, and money will come out. And um, now, which sounds like something Alf would say in the movie. Uh, we'll get into it. Okay. Do you, okay. Well, what's the thing, Landon? Here's the thing that I, I I think will get us into the deep dive, and I I I'm going to reveal a little bit of our back and forth, our texts. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad we're talking about this because I'm actually like mad at you. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Well, I think sometimes when you look in the mirror, you don't always like what you see. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it's, I think, <laughs> truth be told, Elf is essentially what the world would get if you and I had a child together. <laughs> and when you texted me that... When you texted me that before I'd watched the movie, I was like, ha ha ha, yeah, Alf, that kind of cool edgy guy, yeah, you know what, I'll take that. And and I, I watched the movie, and I was deeply hurt. I was deeply upset. We would raise a much better kid than that. This is why I'm not going to have a baby with you, Landon. Well, okay, listen, 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 listen. Elf, for one thing, you have the same haircut. Yeah, I know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> but I, here's the thing. Shut the fuck up. He has, he has a level of pop culture reference that oh. I think you have. Oh, God. Yeah. But the incessant, <laughs> obnoxious, unwilling to shut up or or be vulnerable enough to not joke about something comes from me. I, right. I, I admit anyone in my life would be like, cool, when does it stop? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I, I mean, my parents also have stories about asking a pediatrician when I would stop talking. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe I'm just now for the first time like this has forced me to consider, wait, is my experience of Alf what it's like to be around me? And if so, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's just that's chilling. My my blood I mean, runs cold at the concept. Is it not somewhat accurate to say that Elf is the amalgamation of every white podcaster that's ever existed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, well, it's like, yeah, he's like a chat GPT version of all <laughs> podcasts where it's if, gone out and it's just if, it mashed if them you, all together. If you if you tasked AI with listening to every podcast that's ever existed, it would just be a pod and create a new one. It would just be Elf it, doing it, a podcast. It would be a it would be a hammy. Motormouth, who seems to thrive on attention, 
whose own whose overriding obsession seems to be with grifting and getting the people around him to give him money. Uh <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, by the way, our Patreon, uh, you can get access to Gruntwork Nights, and for only $1 a month, uh, stamps.com is a great way to send packages straight from your house. Oh, fucking hell. So, now that we have that out in the open, and we can kind of use that as a lens to look at this movie through as we talk about it. It's a a greasy, smeared up lens, and and clouded with my tears. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, he, the thing the thing that hurts is that Landon's not wrong. I mean, I want him to be, but he's he's right about this, folks. So I'm sorry. Never meet us. Okay, okay, okay. Let's start to talk about this thing. We've talked a lot about Elf. Yes, we talked a little bit about the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you want to jump in with this movie? Look, I think we should jump in with, I think, to lend a little more clarity to why we're doing this. Let's talk about William O'Leary, and uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Jensen Daggett, and let's talk about their rela- their characters and their relationship in this, because it's, okay, it's kind of strange, and, I mean, not, not as nearly as strange as anything else to do with this movie, but just, it's uh, ironic, maybe, the way that this plays out. Coincidental that they're playing love interests in this movie, and they play husband and wife on Home Improvement. Yes, exactly. Which in the middle of the Home Improvement run, so they were like they had starred together as husband and wife before joining this. I oh, mean, do I... you think that there was a, a moment in the Home Improvement <laughs> dressing rooms where William O'Leary is like, "Hey, I got this script." <laughs> Yeah, like he he passed it. Really he, cons- I think there's a lot of meat on the bone here to dive into. <laughs> it's a really it's it's a really well rounded uh, portrait of a relationship and of uh, you know I think it's such such a great uh, strong female lead too. Oh my um, god! To the point where I don't know if you watched the trailer for this. No, <laughs> I could, but Jensen Daggett's uh, uh, name comes up and they show a picture of somebody else <laughs> great cool love it they show a picture of alf uh alf in a wig um yeah i, I mean i think okay so I-, I guess when i was watching it i had it in my head I-, I always forget that home improvement started in 1991 even though we watched the first episode relatively recently but um I, so I always picture it as being a show that started in the mid-90s. So I was thinking that, oh, this came before Home Improvement. And I was thinking then, this this puts forth an origin story for William and Nancy on Home Improvement. That they, that they you know, they were both in the military <laughs> together. They fell in love while rescuing Alf. And then afterwards, they got put in witness protection. And, and uh, I don't know. So... So Tim doesn't I mean, know any of this. Tim doesn't know that's what he does, but that did destroy, like, the stress of that and Alf is what destroyed their marriage. <laughs> now, listen, I think of all the TV shows that Elf could have appeared on and had it still make sense to be canon, yeah. Home Improvement seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers that he wasn't on Home Improvement. How did, like, Jimmy Carter was on Home Improvement, but not Alf. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. I think, and and also, I mean, I'm glad that they're in this because, I mean, well, look, I'm and they're really in it. I'm not. They're... I'm not pulling a undue influence on no. you. No, no, no. You're not. No, they are the leads in this movie. And what, God, when I saw when when this started, 
and I got even just a little bit of Alf, I was like, oh my god, William O'Leary had better be, like, the main guy in this. Like, he, he, and, he and Nancy need to be the main humans, because I'm not... This is a this movie is head to toe cringe and it's really <laughs> difficult to watch. I'm like I'm not I'm not sitting through this for like two minutes of William O'Leary, but I'm glad that they're there because it's William O'Leary is such an endearing actor. I mean, and mm-hmm. and Jensen Daggett is too. She doesn't really have a whole lot to work with script wise here. Like her yeah. her whole job is kind of just to be pretty and and you know, uh, flirt with one guy and then flirt with another guy. But like, I don't know. He has William O'Leary, at least maybe it's because I, I'm actually just seeing him as Tim's brother. So that head cannon is already there. And I'm seeing this as, <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 this for me is canon. This is th- this movie that I really didn't like is part of home improvement. Now, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, as th- I, I'm, you know what? I think as the leading experts on home improvement in 2023, I, I'll back you on that. And, yeah. uh, you know, as, as Alf brings out his gavels at the end of this movie, <laughs> I'm going to bring out two and, and we're going to, we're going to make that official. Okay. All right. Well, um, you know, I got who, which, which famous nineties judge did you get yours from? Because I got mine from judge Ito's. So now you can't oh, say some, that one. It's the only one I know. <laughs> I know. I right. I I realized as I said it. I don't know any other judges from the nineties. Wait, no, no. Okay, you can have Judge Judy. Judge Ito's. Uh, I have Clarence Thomas's. Oh, oh. Yeah, I know. I don't want to be touched. <laughs> Actually, you take Clarence Thomas's. I'd rather, no, I don't want to. You take it. I I would rather touch. This is the opposite of the end where they're fighting over the gavel. Now they're trying to <laughs> passing gavels back and forth. Folks, don't watch this movie. Because then you'll have references that only you and you and me and Landon will understand. <laughs> um, I, I I do wonder. Like I have it playing in the background here as well. Why, and dude? I, I I wonder if like Tubi just like suddenly gets a spike on Project Elf, a movie that has had zero plays for however long it's been on the surface we, until are, now. Th- this that data, those metrics are what is going to get Alf's podcast greenlist. No, greenlit. no, he's going to. No. He's gonna be he's gonna be interviewing like Barack Obama or something about a new climate initiative on there. And, and gonna be getting turned down by next Richard guest is David Letterman's gonna be having a long interview with him. Now, Mr. Byrne, uh I recently A twenty four has said they're going to re-release Stop Making Sense. How do you as a musician feel about this new generation of fans appraising your work? It's gonna suck, man. He's gonna be a bigger. St- he's already a bigger star than us, but he's gonna be bigger than us at our own thing. Oh um, my God. Okay, but no. Like what we're what we're saying though here is that as as the foremost home improvement scholars, we're both turning our keys and we're admitting this into the home improvement canon. Yes, so it's so true. Th- throughout this, we're gonna be calling William O'Leary's character Marty, and we're gonna be calling uh, a Doctor Hill's character Nancy because that's who they are. That's that's, that's who they are. Them and. Yes. Also, I just take umbrage with with his last name, which is Mulligan. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Not Mulligan. It's like a typo that they just were like, "Fuck it, we don't have time to fix it. Just we'll do it live." <laughs> you had you had five years to fix it. This came, this came out so <laughs> long after Alf ended. They could have they could have done so much stuff. Also, okay. We sh- so we should highlight we should highlight also that it helps to be able to tie in the home improvement sitcom family to this because the Tanners, the family who Alf lived with for four yep. years on the show, who were the backbone of well, I mean Alf was definitely the backbone of the show Alf, but they were the organs and skin. Gross. The point is they do not appear in this at all. No, they are they no. and they're and, referenced. 
They are referenced. They're in, in a disturbing way. Now. In a d- very disturbing way, they're referenced. And, and In in Reykjavik, is that where they are? Yeah, and now listen, nowadays, sure, Reykjavik, they probably have great health care. But, uh, so, th- this all comes out, the movie starts with a big military convoy of government officials meeting in a hangar to have a conference uh, and debate about what to be done with ALF, who has been in testing for some time. Martin Sheen is playing Colonel Milfoil, who is an evil psychopath who talks about how he wants to have Alf drawn and quartered and all these things. But when he's so explaining... That he can make his mom proud. Uh, yes. <laughs> and when With a mother complex. He has also trauma because his mother was institutionalized and then later took her own life, which is, again, a dark first, like... 10 minutes uh, of, of a movie about Alf to, to have kids <laughs> processing this. But yeah. he... Also, there's a there's an on-screen death, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, oh God, there's an on-screen death that then Alf reminds us of repeatedly. I All this is to say, he goes out of his way to say, I want to kill Alf, Alf is bad, and then they're explaining about how Alf was living on Earth with a family uh, in California, the Tanners... And one of the other people asks, where are they? And Martin Sheen, the crazy military guy, says, ah, they're they're in Reykjavik. You know, we tried to send them to Mozambique, but the school system wasn't good enough. Oh, can we talk to them on the phone? They haven't got a phone yet. And it's like, did you kill them? Because I think, (laughs) like, Martin Sheen's character is certifiably nuts and a sadist. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why? Like, it seems like, I feel like the movie is kind of winking at the fact that, no, that that beloved family, they are dead. Their bodies are buried in a mass grave <laughs> can, outside a CIA black no site. Yeah, exactly. Like, because they oh, that's what they are. They're witnesses. He wants to keep things under wraps. These are the people who lived with Alf for years. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> they, best, the best case scenario is that they are living in a primitive-like igloo miserable because they are so far away from everyone they know with no means of contacting them but i think the most likely is that they are dead you know it hadn't even occurred to me <laughs> until, <laughs> until your explanation here Cause, your your hypothesis and landon here just listen, trusting the, the government the, we've used our gavels once already i say let's do it again it's right. official the tanners are dead uh, dead tanners there you go <laughs> So, but yeah, so it's this, it's this big debate, uh, and, and, uh, yeah, and he'll, uh, Marty and Nancy are both talking about how, well, Alf is, Alf is annoying, yes, but he's very friendly and nice, and we shouldn't do bad things to him, we should set him free or return him to his home, and, and Sheen is saying we need to kill him, and then, like, the, the judge of military test subject court says, well, let's take two weeks to think about it. <laughs> Which is honestly the most realistic thing in this movie. Um, I, yes, I have to ask you. I mean, okay, we've got our our two sides, our good guys and our bad guys. Yeah, good versus I, evil. I, I'm gonna ask you, Truman. What side do you come down on? Well, you know, it's 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 one of those situations where you, there's not either candidate who you can fully support because, like, both of them, <laughs> you know, there's downsides to both. I think. Martin Sheen's reasoning for killing Alf is wrong, I think. But mm. his mission of killing Alf is righteous if and they, good, so... If they had killed Alf, though, yeah, already, we wouldn't have had a movie. Well, okay, yes. But if they killed... But if this movie was about killing Alf, 
that would be pretty cool, and I would have liked the movie more, and maybe Alf wouldn't have been in as much of it. Also, uh, also, I think Bill O'Reilly, who who met Alf, apparently, uh, probably has also written a book about him called Killing Alf. So, those those of you who know that that you know about Bill O'Reilly's Killing Reagan, Killing Jesus series will be chortling away at my oh, Bill God. O'Reilly's literary history joke. Um, so I I don't know, but which would you defend Alf? I mean, I think I have to, uh, you know, the same way, I don't know, that I, I don't eat, as much as I don't like bears, <laughs> I, I don't want them to be killed because I, you know, don't want any animals to be harmed. But but it's crucial to consider, though, that Alf sucks and is annoying. Bears are merely <laughs> frightening to you. I mean, a bear, there's no... I mean, no... okay, listen, what is, what is, if you don't have to endure al if you up until this alf this point you haven't had exposure to elf has he done you any harm well no but the but the fact is martin sheen presumably has met alf he is familiar with alf uh Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that he would have that reaction like i understand where he's coming from and as someone who's experienced alf I, I I like I so I support I support the the end result. I just wish that he could kind of gussy up his motives for it a little better, you know, so I can feel better about voting for him. <laughs> I think that I mean, <laughs> truthfully, I, truthfully, I think it has to be a cartoonish psychopathic caricature in order for this to make sense at all. Yeah, I mean, it, if it was, I don't know, if he did have any more, you know reasoning behind wanting to kill him beyond just being a psychopath I yeah. don't know the movie I don't know well and see this is another would be different this is another place where the where I think the movie went astray is that Martin Sheen one of his big motives throughout the movie is talking about how being the person who kills Alf will launch his political career and he wants to be president all right so well. <laughs> so Landon get your gavel because we're gonna open up the West Wing cannon now <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just, it sucks that the movie ends with him getting arrested. I mean, because, like, what, I mean, if Josiah Bartlett came to power by being, being the first person brave enough to kill Alf, and in the West Wing universe, Alf is dead, that might, that might make it my favorite show. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I'm, I'm gavel happy today, so you you just say the word and I'm going to bang that thing. Okay. Mm, Hello. Um. So I don't know. It's, well, you actually you bring me to an interesting point. Okay, great. About about Martin Sheen and the performance because one of my very first notes was, um, the okay. So this before I give you my note, this kind of falls in a weird area for Martin Sheen's career. It's yeah, pre West Wing, so he hasn't quite had that respectable revitalization of his career yet. Yeah, it's post all of his like really heavy, you know, seventies and eighties work. He's a long way from Apocalypse now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's doing Elf. I think that says everything you need to know. <laughs> but here's the thing. I My first note was, in terms of creating a psychopathic character that is hammy yet over the top and provides stakes for killing Elf, I honestly think Joe Estevez, his brother, would do better. <laughs> wow, the first time in history that, that Martin Sheen has been the wrong... <laughs> The wrong Sheen the wrong brother, Estevez, the, the wrong yes. Estevez for, think, the, for the role. I think. So. Can you imagine Soul Taker? <laughs> what here? 
the, 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 yeah, you know what? I, I mean, yes, I can, and I'm I'm loving it. I'm mainly I'm imagining Alf in the movie Soul Taker, you know, getting into a car crash and being chased by a <laughs> chased by a suited man trying to steal his soul with a palm uh, palm ring. Uh, I, I mean, wouldn't that be better than just some sort of you know Oedipal military general? I, I mean, yeah, because yeah, I could because. He he would just play it as more of a Terminator type, just like very yeah. dead set against it. Whereas Martin Sheen is in here trying to do this whole mommy complex thing, which it you know, and I know that's not that's not his fault. That's the script's fault, and yeah. and you know more broadly, that's Paul Fusco's fault. And this speaks yes. to kind of the the roasty borscht belt Catskills ish sentiment of this movie and every joke in this movie and every word that comes out of. Alf's mouth is you hate this movie so much I mean it's I don't it's not worse than undue influence I just again it's just I I no not only no, no, by, not, not, by no, sheer sorry. factor of duration no I didn't even mean undue influence I meant crazy on the outside I oh, okay, I, pr- I, pref- right, yeah. I undue influence better than this movie I would I would rather watch undue influence than this I would rather spend five hours on undue influence for for a thimble full of Patricia Richardson rather than 90 minutes of Alf. <laughs> uh, but that, that's going on the poster. Yeah, exactly. Put put it there for the for the for the new season of uh of Alf's, you know, hit talk show or his podcast or whatever they're doing with him next. Um okay, well look, let's talk do you have more to say about about casting, about the Martin Sheen of it all? Do we want to talk some about Alf's setup in the in the first act of the movie before his escape? Uh, yeah, let's do that. I think tackling this in three to four big chunks, uh, as the movie seems to want us to do, is probably the best way to approach it. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, so chunk one, um, the. <laughs> Chunk one: How uh, how Alf uh, acquired the style and title of Alf? No, that's not it. It's how Dude, I don't know. What, what do, you, do you do? You think? Do you do you think Martin Sheen is just kind of subtly curious how Alf tastes? I oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Like I'm sure. Like, there's... Do you think he's gonna he's gonna kill him so that he can chop him up and eat some Alf chunks? Stuff stuff's gonna happen with that body. Like there's not gonna like. You know he'll he'll justify it to his lieutenant. It's like, well, I've got to destroy the evidence, don't I? It's like, well, Listen, sir, you don't you don't have to eat it. You don't have to eat all of it, including like the 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 throat and the gizzards and stuff. No, I I, I actually just I changed my opinion on on what side I follow on this. And <laughs> wait, I, I have I I have an explanation, but I think we need some context for what happens in this so that I can launch into it. T- talking talking about eating Alf's dead body made you a vegetarian change your vote. This is interesting. Let's get some context. So, uh, you know, after this debate about what's going to happen with Alf, we, we see a bunch of video clips. Some might say too many video clips of Alf being interrogated by a succession of doctors the, and, yeah. you know, hooked up to electrodes and things. The first one of Psychological them, experiments and, and physiological experiments, yes. It's worth noting that the first one, he's being hooked up to this elaborate machine with all these wires, and it, on the machine it says, high voltage, do not touch, and Alf keeps looking at the sign, and the, and the scientist says, well, if that makes you uncomfortable, uh, I can take it off, and Alf says, yes, I, yeah, take it off, and so the guy goes up to take it off, and then sparks shoot take out. Take the sign off. Take the sign off, yeah, not the electrodes, but take the sign off the machine. He touches it, sparks shoot out, he keels over, 
And then in every, there are a bunch of other doctors who then are talking to him. Alf never stops talking about how dead this guy is and how he watched this man <laughs> Which, die. Okay, brings up an interesting point in that I think it's not funny, but there, there's the, conceptually, I can see it being funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the, there's there's the idea of everyone is overlooking the fact that a doctor died and Elf is the only one in reality. That's a funny concept. Yes. The way it's played is not. He Alf, Alf is talking to other people. He's saying things like, his glasses were fused to his skull. He was like a cinder. And it's like, this, oh my you, God, this, you're this too is, good at that. I, I, well, you, you, you I, just, how I, do you feel knowing that you have two impressions? One is Marty from Frasier and the other is Elf. I mean, it, it's, it's yin and yang inside, inside of all of us. There are two pop culture impressions. I mean, honestly, I guess I'm just proud that the, that the tree doesn't fall far from the apple. I suppose. I mean, my, my, my boy and I sound the same. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, so he's he's describing in in great uh it, it just in great detail how how gruesomely this this man died and yeah. is is delighting in it. He seems perfectly fine with this. Um It's and so I I point that out just because there are a number of points in this movie where there's a good setup for a joke and even the space for a joke and it it just doesn't land quite how it's like they nailed the triple axle and didn't fall but sprained an ankle (laughs) well it's i think it's also the fact that this movie the just the moment by moment pacing of the jokes is weird and off and i think it's because they edited this with the expectation of a laugh track and there is no mm. laugh track. So there's yeah. sort of a conspicuous two-second pause after every one of Alf's lines where <laughs> the camera stays on him. And it really... It, uh, the, yeah. It, there, There is a moment later on in the car, in the pink Cadillac, <laughs> that I have to admit, this stupid-ass dumb movie... Oh, no. ...got me to laugh at a Uranus joke. <laughs> and the thing is, it, it, it the joke didn't land as hard as it could have yeah because they they draw too many uh, you know too much attention to it in the moment but there is the negative space to allow it to be funny if they just allowed it to be funny I, there there are, yes the, this movie has a number of of moments that conceptually would be good but it's just they are I think that they are they are all smothered by the alfness of it all. Like every moment must be even Alf yeah. telling a joke, like it has to be so singularly about Alf and everything has to revolve around Alf and no one else can have it is, any character yeah. or moment that takes away from Alf. Oh, only, the only source of laughter can come from Alf, basically. But the fact, I so like just I don't know. I'm skipping ahead to this Uranus joke, but yeah. like the fact that he the, Elf the, hates Carl Sagan, yes, because he pronounces it Uranus. Yeah, <laughs> that is funny to me. And he goes, "That's not how you pronounce it." Do you, <laughs> do you want to know how you pronounce it? And they're like Nancy and and Marty are in the front seat, just silent. And it's like if they just let that silence play. It would have been hilarious <laughs> if they, after like 15 seconds for Elf just to go Uranus and then cut to the next scene. But instead, yeah. they have to like 
draw attention to it by letting it go for like three seconds, and then Marty just goes, he's going to say it, isn't he? Yep. Uranus. It's just like it deflates it before the punchline even arrives. <sighs> yeah, but I, I have to give it credit, though, because I'm surprised that Elf didn't go Uranus. I mean, you get it? You get why Uranus is funny? I, look, I think if this movie had been made like 15 years later in the kind of Family Guy era, I think it yeah. it would have done. He would have then hung on to it for even longer. Um, mm. I, and this is the thing. Marty's saying he's going to say it, isn't he? It really is this kind of attitude of Alf needs a hype man. We need to build the audience <laughs> up to the amazing joke Alf is about to make. And oh. and and everything that happens in this movie and all of the other characters in the movie, I just exist in the service of that. Like everything that happens is how can these people be either bystanders in a funny situation to see Alf happening in, or how can they set Alf up to make jokes about '90s pop culture uh, and beyond? Uh, so I, I well, I just wanted to draw that out. That kind of like this is how the jokes are delivered because. I do think they're, and I'm going to be pulling out a handful uh, throughout of like, that's that's kind of a funny setup. Yes. The fact that he's taking that position is funny. The way they're doing it is not. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's go back to, let's go back to the tapes. As okay. They, they say. Let's go to the videotape. Well, and I mean, I, I'm going to jump in here real quick and say yeah. this first doctor who dies is, was the first sense that I got from this movie that I'm like, oh, this is not what it's advertising because that first doctor is played by Ed Bagley Jr., who oh, is in yeah. the trailer, on the poster, and someone I personally love. And I'm like, a movie can't. I mean, he's been in some stinkers. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, there's a certain delight when he's on screen. He's on screen for 15 seconds before he dies <gasps> and does not come back. <laughs> and and Alf repeatedly mocks his death and and <laughs> draws arrows to the fact that he died. So it's not just that his character is written out, but is the 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 absence of his character is then made yes. a joke. Uh, and then before while we're on the casting and, and before we go too far, did you did you pick out the other home improvement actor in this movie? Well, I, well actually, no, I did not. There was a third one. Who was the third? <laughs> uh the not the doctor who comes in after <laughs> Ed Begley Jr. dies. Yeah. But the one after that. None other than Charles Robinson what? Bud from oh. uh from Binford. Oh shit, the head the, the head of Binford, the new Mr. Binford. Yeah. Oh my god. He's not Mr. Binford, well, but I yes. know well, he's he's yeah, he's Mr. Manager now. He's the he's the person who takes <laughs> yeah. over Binford after Bud of the Bud Bowl. Yeah. Uh Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's, okay, then this this script had to have been getting passed around uh, the home improvement backstage <laughs> then. They just, NBC just was trying to poach as many. <laughs> you know, uh, you know who was doing the could. passing? Can you just picture Al walking through the hallways, <laughs> past all the green rooms, just handing out scripts to everybody that'll take one? <laughs> Okay, why well, are you saying are you did you said Al again? Do you mean Alf walking around doing no, I, that? Or I, do you I, mean I think mean I mumbled because I'm, I, I, I mumbled, I said Elf. Because yeah. I'm, or maybe I didn't say, I don't know. I've been drinking. I don't usually drink. This movie has brought me to drink. I, you know, yeah. Much like the, much like the guy who owns the hotel, you just need to uh, drown your sorrows in booze because of your encounter with Alf. Um, yes. Look, I can, I can picture Alf walking around the home improvement set, handing out scripts for the Alf movie. I prefer the idea of Richard Karn, Al, 
now going around doing this, just like, hey, I'm not up for this, but I think you would be really great for this, Bill. Hey, Nancy, so good to see you again. Listen, I think you would be awesome in this. This is really great. Alf's a personal friend. Um, I, I mean, I'm trying to picture a movie between Al and Alf and whether or not I'd watch that. I mean, of course I'd watch it. Would I enjoy it? I don't know. I, I mean, look, I, th- that's, that's the unstoppable force immovable object question for me. I love Richard Carr and I hate Alf. I can't, I can't tell whether I'd love or hate that movie. Um, well, so look, it's just, it's, would MVP be improved <laughs> replacing the chimp with Alf? No, actually, no, I would a million times rather watch a chimpanzee in a movie than Alf, even with all Someone of my that reservations. historically felt uncomfortable watching. Yes, I, I, I fully agree. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, even with all my ethical concerns, which are still there, better that than being subjected to Alf. But Look, he's he talks to a bunch of these scientists who are questioning him and interrogating him. He yeah. is mean to them or rude to them or flippant or, you know, just gives them joke answers to things. And so to punish him, they put him in a rotating centrifuge chair, much like the one we saw Tim in. <laughs> His face doesn't get all fucked up any more so than it is. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, so I don't know. It's just It's just a bunch of... It's just a bunch of bits with Alf. Just so many bits until finally... This, this sequence goes on forever. You just, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's literally like by the time we're done with it, we're at the 20-minute mark of the movie. I mean, and and again, we have, we've been talking for over an hour and we are only talking about the beginning of the movie, so maybe we can't be too harsh on things that take a while to get underway. Well, but, hey, we were doing a, a valuable service of giving context. This movie does not do that. Yeah, yes, that is that is very fair. That is very fair. I will the, take my Congressional Medal of Honor anytime I, now. Our, our, our podcast about home improvement that you love and subscribe to for a specific reason is in Reykjavik right now, and it doesn't have the phone, so uh, instead you have to form a new attachment to this podcast about ALF. So... Anyway, but we go from from this very long sequence, we then get a look at where Alf is actually staying and what his day-to-day life is like. And when he's not being tested, Alf has this almost palatial prison cell, and he's friends with all the guards. He plays poker with them. He drinks with them. He is, mm-hmm. He's running a million little side hustles. He's bootlegging VHS tapes of movies in theaters, and he's like Wait selling- a minute, this is, this is too close to crazy on the outside. <laughs> oh god oh shit you're right there it's all that, that i mean all the the movies that i have hated the most on this show uh, i guess involve people pirating films this is you really wouldn't steal a car would you folks um but so he but he just and this is one of the most curious things to me about alf as a character that i was not ready for is him as like this just sort of low-level street hustler like th- this is a joke that we keep coming back to is him talking about like oh I'm gonna send you a, a load of surplus U S Air Force shirts or you know uh, uh, like it's uh, I'm I'm giving him too good of an <laughs> he's, accent. He's John Candy in planes, trains, and automobiles without I, the sentimentality. Y- yeah, I mean, don't you dare compare Del Griffith, <laughs> my best friend, to Alf, my <laughs> mortal nemesis. That is rude and 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 cruel. Um. But yeah, like everything he's doing, like he's just always running games on people. You almost expect him. To, he probably does play three card Monty at some point. Would he do this on the TV show? Um, I think to a degree. I I mean, listen, I haven't seen the TV show since it's been on, so I I have no memory of it. I all I can remember is like him showing up in different costumes from time to time. I remember him being a hippie once, and like 
maybe he was a bartender, you know, at one point or something. I, I don't know. But, like, there's always, like, we have to disguise him in order to get him to, you know, be in public so yeah. that people don't know. You know, it was that whole gag. Yeah, sounds uh, great. Sounds so funny. But I, you know, I was too young at the time to recognize that sort of thing, and I certainly don't have the memory to think back on it. So it, it, it just, you know, it, the movie leans just really hard into this notion of him as almost like a just small time crook. He's taking, he's telling his guards to go place bets on horse races and sports for him. He, you know, he's playing poker with everyone and winning lots of money. Every, all of the people on the base, there are multiple jokes about how they all have gambling debts to him. He won, like, the van that they escape in, eventually, he talks, uh, or William O'Leary talks about how Alf won it from the government in a card game and now leases it back to the motor pool, which, <laughs> and I'm thinking, of, hey, I'm thinking about kids watching this, like, ah, oh, it's... It's funny that like like how does a child mind grasp the notion of like he's selling off government <laughs> surplus stuff for money? That's not really whimsical or like fun. And then also, it's those are the the inside jokes for for the parents. Oh yeah, and well, as an adult, I was boy, I was cracking up at, at this. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, it it, it it's. It, <laughs> It was not what I expected a puppet to be doing, and not in a not in an exciting way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so he's I, I, okay. So yeah, go. I have one thing to say about the the tests that are being run on him. Yeah. Um. Before we before we escape, although I'm sure we want to sooner than later. Yes. Uh, this is where my my opinion changes about Elf and killing him. <laughs> okay. Man, maybe eating him. I'm not sure. But uh, Elf. Okay. So like clearly they don't say it outright, but you know, anytime you want to kill an alien, it's for you know. Uh, scientific purposes right you want to yeah. dis- dissect them and figure out what the fuck's going on i have to agree one thing we haven't really touched on so far is his insatiable appetite yes uh he just needs to eat and 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 eat granted D- he likes cats yeah but, but he'll take um, anything else he'll take he'll take delicious things but he'll also eat things that seem disgusting he he is pretty open-minded uh, discussing like KFC because I think they're a sponsor of this movie. I I mean, well, it's, it certainly seems like, but no, d- KFC counts as a normal delicious thing. But he's talking about like <laughs> drinking vinegar or something like that. Like, like oh my god, he will any anything consumable. But he loves to eat. Uh, there's one point when the when they do put him in the mailbag and get him in the van where. He's uh, William O'Leary. Marty is talking about how heavy he is, and he's like, "Oh my God, six of his seven stomachs must be full up with KFC or whatever the fuck he says." Yeah. So um, all of this, I'm circling around too. I might be pro dissect him because the elf species seems like it is the most inefficient animal on the face of the planet in terms of physiology. Mm-hmm. The fact that it has to eat so much. In order to maintain its life cycle, yeah, is astounding to me. With seven stomachs, it can't process enough energy out of food to exist that it constantly needs to be feeding itself. And Alf's existence is not really a calorie intensive one. Al- Alf Alf spends about as much time sitting down or slowly yeah. walking around as I do. So it's it, like he is <laughs> as, as he as he points out later in this movie. Uh, 
<laughs> he has the measurements of Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is he is short and he just generally kind of sits and talks to people or rides in a car or occasionally yes. very quickly walks past the camera facing away from it. <laughs> so I, I wonder if by dissecting him, we can understand maybe reverse engineering the the food sources that he has on Melmac which must be incredibly high in protein. I, I think, I think Landon, I think it's that cats are super, super high in protein, and because he never is able to actually eat a cat, he has to just fill up on the empty calories of oh. everything else. I think that if, well, if humans were just willing to eat cats, we could have like one meal a year. Listen, I am in the market for a cat at the moment, so... Uh, well, I'm putting a kibosh on that. Well, I, I know, I know you're looking at getting a Maine Coon. I'm just saying, if you if you like put half of that in the freezer, you could you could get out of meals for like two or three years. Honestly, <laughs> I'd rather eat elf chunks. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's great. We'll we'll share it, man. With with Tabasco, it uh, it, it all goes down pretty smooth. Um. So yeah, Alf is is kidnapped by uh, Marty and Nancy, who, by the way, clearly have a huge crush on each other and pretty openly admit that as they're in the getaway van. Um, yeah, <laughs> because it's certainly not coming across in their performances. I mean, there is a certain familiarity between the two of them, but, like, the movie gives them nothing to work with, and yeah. so, like, they have to have these, this high exposition scene. And this is where I was... I, I hadn't given up hope for this movie yet, where I'm like, okay, they just had this, like, 20 minutes of test footage they had to get, you know, into the movie somehow, and... You know, Marty, William O'Leary was still like, I don't know, when he's trying to escape, there's a certain manicness to his performance that I mm -hmm. thought was pretty funny. Yeah. And as they're driving away with Elf in a mailbag in the back of this van, <laughs> Marty is explaining his, his crush on on Nancy and... uh <laughs> she goes we're going to, we're going too slow and he's like I, well i know i you know think that we probably should at the start he's like no you're going two miles an hour and uh you know he's driving the van super super slow and like there's a version of that that could have been really funny if they cut to a wide shot of the van moving you know austin powers-esque mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know like the steamroller yeah they yeah. don't but it, the, the, again potentials there it, yeah, I, I guess it's, I guess, yeah, some of these jokes could could work, but again, it's just that would require, that, that cutting away from the van would require cutting away from a space where Alf is, and that would, uh, that would then, you know, that, that runs against the prime directive of the movie, which is Alf. Um, yes. And, so, also, and and just, you know, speaking of, of things in the story that, that kind of mysteriously just don't work... At no point in this, like, like Marty and Nancy are throwing away their entire military careers to save Alf's life. They know that Martin Sheen has requisitioned this poison so he can kill him. Alf does not want to go. He does not want to be freed because he likes his nice setup with peop with all the guards hanging out with him and serving him. So they have to sedate him to even get him to go. And then throughout the movie, he does not particularly seem to care that the military wants to kill him to the point that at one point he calls the military and tells them where he is because he wants to go back like at no point in the are you movie, saying elf has a death wish i mean uh, look I, that's one thing that that he and i have in common is, aside from i guess every aspect of our personality is that we both want elf to die um <laughs> but but elf at no point like this is 
like Alf is the MacGuffin of this movie, and and uh, Marty and Nancy, it's like they have to transport this MacGuffin to like he may as well be like a bowling ball. They have to take this bowling ball <laughs> to uh, New Mexico to to give it to this UFO expert who is gonna supposedly save Alf, but. It's just like if the bowling ball was constantly making jokes about and running commentary about everything and the bowling yeah. ball was always just kind of like low key annoying them or undercutting them or making problems for them. Like but it's like Alf is not really an active participant in the story. The story is just about him and he is just doing bits about everything he sees. Well, yeah, you you hit on the I think the core the crux of his personality, which is like Things are happening around him and his inability or unwillingness to engage with what's going on make the stakes higher for the people around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing so is squeezing comedy out of being obnoxious. And it's, you know, at, at, if it's handled properly, I think it, it, there are moments where it could be funny, but mostly it's handled as just obnoxious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Alf needs to be handled with care, or or really not at all. Um, <laughs> well, also watching watching Marty caring for Alf and trying to wrangle him into and out of the car and make sure he gets enough to eat and make sure he goes to bed at a reasonable time when they check into a motel. It kind of reminds me of the troubles he's having with his somewhat bratty daughters on home improvement. <laughs> like no no part of this experience dissuaded either one of them from having two children. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um okay i i have a, a direction i i want to take this i think yes it'll be interesting um which is to say this isn't a primetime tv show it's a it's a tv movie and presumably one that was intended for the theaters before it ended up on the small screen again mm-hmm. um pushing the the <laughs> the humor in a, it, it, this is TV PG, but you can tell they kind of wanted to go PG thirteen with it. You know, you know, T- TV PG isn't that the the club in New York where the Talking Heads played their first shows and like the Sex Pistols <laughs> hey, and hey, everything? Hey. Don't tease me. Um, this is uh, you can you can kind of sense that they wanted to go PG thirteen with it. So there's a lot of humor in here that is kind of it falls in a weird place where it's like a little too gross and dirty for primetime tv but not like hard hitting enough to be pg-13 so like for instance (laughs) uh elf keeps talking about having to go to the bathroom when he's in the mailbag in the back of the van and he just keeps hammering that point home (laughs) to the point where he's like saying that the bag is going to be extra heavy when they (laughs) take him out of the back of the van because it's gonna be filled with urine yeah well and to to the point of him like like marty smelling the mailbag and reacting with disgust and alf going i told you we should have stopped at a clean bathroom and i'm like did alf shit in that bag i mean (laughs) in this movie did that did marty have to smell alf shit i mean i i'm sure that's i'm sure that's a (laughs) I'm sure that's a scene on the cutting room floor or something that they, I mean, listen, an ALF fact about ALF the actor that we, that we haven't talked about is that in 2010, some footage surfaced from the ALF TV show of him saying a bunch of really like racist and sexually inappropriate things backstage. This is not a joke. This is actually true. It, It like it is out there. It was them goofing around backstage, and the one of the producers of ALF then said, well, back then we weren't so crazy PC about everything, so you could do stuff like this. So I'm, 
I'm just saying that that impulse is there for Alf to work blue. <laughs> well, yes, I I have also seen the outtake where he says the N word. Alf take. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen that debunked as well. Uh, not debunked because he clearly says it, but in that it was a reference to uh, an episode of L.A. Law that was on <laughs> which, roughly around that time. Which I mean, and yes, I I've seen that as well. It was about a character with Tourette's syndrome or something like that. I I. I just do think that saying the N-word because of L.A. law is one of the yeah, most right. ALF things that ALF could do. It's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do something offensive because it is a reference to another popular show at this yeah. exact point in time. This, 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 I'm going to make an offensive joke with very limited cultural relevance. Uh, who would have thought two weeks in a row covering a Johnny Cash movie and an ELF movie that we would be talking about this subject? <laughs> Both, yeah, this not, is... not what I predicted for 2023. That was how, that was how ALF got on, uh, Matlock. He and, he and Andy, uh, Andy Griffith met at a party and it was, it was like, oh, ALF, what, what, you said the N-word in a movie as well? Well, gosh, why don't you be on oh my, my lawyer show? Oh, you're making whiskey come out my nose. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's so inappropriate. You smell that um, verbal bourbon. Um, so <laughs> god. they check they check into a hotel together. Um, and, and okay, yeah. In 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 this exchange with Ral- Ralph or Ray Walston, who plays the the hotel clerk, yeah, I think is also indicative. And this is for anyone who doesn't fucking know who Elf is. So like, if if you if you've lived a blessed life until now, uh. Basically, his interaction with Ray uh, Walston is indicative of his personality, which is like there's always a character who doesn't quite realize or can't quite wrap their head around the fact that they're talking to an alien Mm -hmm. or they think, oh, my God, what the fuck is this ugly thing in front of me? And Elf is just like doesn't acknowledge that person's experience and just keeps like looking right and left going. Can you believe this guy? (sighs) Like that's his that's his vibe. Yeah, I. a bit that gets old in the course of 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 this movie, let alone over over uh, four years of a thing. I, I found that also people, I don't know, do they, do they claim that he's a dog in the TV show? Or do they do that in this movie? Uh, probably both. I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, that that Hollywood logic where characters are always willing to believe that a costume. Uh, a child is wearing is incredibly good and that is not an actual alien they're looking at or uh, or assume that that dogs a thing everyone knows about have some weird fucked up looking variety that walks on two legs um <laughs> it makes yakov near smirnoff jokes yeah so so speaking of speaking of smirnoff of course the uh, the hotel manager whose name you know and i i do not he's drinking a lot and so he maybe attributes uh attributes that to to alf's appearance too yeah and Alf, you know, does the like glug glug glug, like yeah, keep up at it, glug 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 mm-hmm, joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's about as funny as when I just made the joke right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing more at it at now, but I mean mainly just to you know keep the lighthearted atmosphere going more than more than I was trying to during the show. Sorry right. to sorry to be open about that, Landon. Um, <laughs> let's let's pick up the pace a little bit. I don't want yes. to be talking about this. I don't want this to be our longest episode. Well, no, I don't. But like all, all our other episodes didn't require so much intense backstory. They're at the hotel. Alf is annoying at the hotel. He eats a bunch of food at the hotel. He leaves the hotel, calls the military, his friends back at uh, the base to tell him, hey, I'm out here. I need you to bring all my things to me. And then where he goes. Where does Alf go after that? Would, where does Alf after that? Uh, sees a strip club called the Kitty Cat Club, and because Alf 
loves to eat cats. Alf goes to a strip club. This this film dares to ask, what if Elf met strippers? It, well, you know, and honestly, it asks, and it doesn't answer that question to the fullest, you know? like I No, mean, it if, doesn't. If you're going I to I mean, have... this, is, this is TV PG stripper, strip club for sure. Exotic dancer, I think, is what the proper term is nowadays. This is one of those very, very popular strip clubs. We've all been to them where you go in and you pay a cover charge and buy an expensive drink to watch a woman in a bikini dance around, um, you know, the best. Yes. It's the hottest way to see girls but in even... bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bikinis is the 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 key term there. Not even G straight. I mean, like these are these are dancers who really can't show too much cheek. Yeah, no, it's. It, I mean, forget about crack. There's definitely no cheek there at all. Uh, the, these are like these are like Mormon strippers. These are you, you're in you're in Amish country. You've had a long day churning butter. You and the boys go have some mead. These are these are the strippers that you get. Um, you know, it's gonna meet. I need a refill on mine. Oh, oh boy! Did, the Alf is really. Uh, hey, have a good night, buddy. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> it's, my, it's my boy right there. Um. So Alf goes in and is, you know, he's thought that he's gonna get cats, and instead it's strippers. <laughs> Even though it's PG thirteen strippers, we get a lot of shots of the bikini girls dancing around, and then a lot of yeah. shots of Alf just watching with rapt attention and interest, <laughs> and. My note here, I think, is just, does he have to be horny, too? Um, <laughs> and then then they... Uh, I'm sorry. This is not good podcasting, just to laugh in people's ears, but I think I've hit my breaking point. I Look, I hit it a lot earlier than you. I've, I've, gone, I've gone past the brink. I've, uh, you know... The, oh, the, God. The, the more you think about Alf, it's kind of like the end of 2001, where he flies into Jupiter... <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, but then, uh, Marty comes in and gets him, and they have this exchange with a waiter and a, and a bouncer there who see Alf. No one has noticed the alien sitting in, in the middle of the bar making no effort to conceal himself. Um, and... And I think he's the only person there outside of the dancers. Yeah, I know, I know. These, uh, I, I feel bad for these dancers that they're just out there shaking their laffy taffy for a completely empty auditorium. I mean, or an empty, uh, empty room. I mean, that's that's commitment to stripping. Ugh. You're not going to get a tip from like the bartender. Why are you dancing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so they, yeah, so they take him out of there. He then explains to Marty and Nancy that, oh, I, I called the government. They're probably going to come and and capture me to kill me any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> this is so clearly like man there is no stakes there's no like i forgot martin sheen was in this movie by this point <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, like i the stakes have like they were clear at setting up the stakes early yeah. on but there's been no pursuit at all it's just like okay elf shit in the back of the van and now they're in a cardboard hotel and elf is talking to uh, a drunk hotel manager I, that is thirty minutes of the movie. We we don't need the we don't need someone wanting to kill Alf to make those scenes work. Like we could have just had yeah. Alf be doing normal Alf stuff of just trying to exist in society. Not, I mean, I, I I guess I guess we need to figure out how he escapes from military prison because that is how they set up the end of the show. I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I think if you're going to have I, Alf on the lamb, you need to do more with it than that. I'm not even joking though when I I say that we're when he leaves the strip club we are at minute fifty 
of an hour and a half. Yes, yes. And, it, and it, no, all that has happened in this movie is someone wants to kill Elf, someone wants to save Elf, they escape and show up at a hotel. The, That's it, all that has transpired in this movie. If you watch the movie, you will find that we are not really glossing over a lot of plot points. We are, like, this is a pretty succinct summary of what happens yeah. in the movie. Although um, we did skip over one, maybe the most amazing thing in this movie. Okay, which go is for it. When, when Marty and Nancy are um, kidnapping Elf, uh, Nancy puts Elf in the mailbag to, you know, oh. disguise him on the way out. <laughs> and someone yes. knocks on, on his door, and William O'Leary has to, <laughs> has to like, send them away. And he does an Elf voice pretending to be Elf, and it's so good. It's, it's the perfect Elf impression. Like, if I, Paul Fusco died and they needed a voice replacement for Elf, I think they could call William O'Leary. Okay, but but counterpoint, Landon, as evidenced by the fact that I can do a reasonably good Alf impression, maybe it's that there's just not a lot of trickery or skill involved in doing <laughs> Alf's voice. He basically talks like this. You just have to enunciate things and talk a little bit like Hank Hill. Like, it's not, it's not a... F <laughs> this is not like... This isn't like, you know, Fozzie or Gonzo levels of, of like, Fair. vocal manipulation. This is just a guy talking in a slightly funny voice in his same vocal yeah. register but he he does add i mean he does have like an annoying laugh after every joke he makes he he does laugh hey wait a minute i see another <laughs> annoying thing that he's taken from me <laughs> laughing at his own jokes well listen i and and i responded to your text about how i regretted that we were going to have to open the is alpha and only child discourse but laughing at his own jokes that's kind of classic that's only child stuff i think alf doesn't have brothers or sisters Landon, get the get the gavels again. We're get, we're adding something else to the canon. Okay. God damn it. Um. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So, they take him out of the strip club. They they need a new car since the military is going to be looking for their van. Alf uh cons the drunkard hotel operator out of his pink Cadillac in exchange for the military van, and then and then they hit the road and i'm like they okay do. so this is a road movie and then there's just a long montage of them driving the car there's one scene of them in the car which we can discuss but yeah th that's well okay this is the point when we get these the only like on the road location shots uh, you know in this movie these yeah. kind of you know almost helicopter shots following the pink cadillac down the the desert highway it gave me it gave me notes of another movie of like mm -hmm. a, a legitimate follow that bird type yes. of movie with elf. Yes. Then I'm like, that could have had the energy to carry this through. I mean, I mean the Muppet movie, it's, it's just, it's a road movie. It's car chases. It's vignettes in different locations. It's kind of the perfect way to do puppets is having them just on the road, traveling someplace. Yeah. And then you get your cast of characters. In fact, I think it's telling that this movie has no cameos in it, really. Yeah. Well, except <laughs> like, for no one is like for Bud for vying for. I gotta be in the Elf movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. You know. It's. It's not like Elliot Gould shows up for a second. You know. T Ted Danson doesn't stop in or something. Right. Right. Um, they only people are only stopping here on their way down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, Alf. Alf is what you smash through right before rock bottom. Um. Here, here's a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of having to endure sitting through a pop culture movie from this era, would you have rather sat through Project Elf or an Ernest movie? 
you know what? I would rather an earnest movie because I agree that that character is uh, is grating, perhaps. But I kind of like I respect Jim Varney and I respect <laughs> I respect how far he ran with it and the fact I don't know that I I would I would rather an earnest movie. Maybe okay. All right. Look look and see if someone from Home Improvement was in an earnest movie. We'll watch one. Maybe I'll change my tune and go apologize mm. to my son Alf. But right now. I okay, think I'll take a look. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm scrambling my brain to think if there's even like a remote connection to Ernest Scared Stupid, which I stand by as a, a movie that basically consists of 90% of my personality. Oh. <laughs> okay, and, and the other 10% is Alf. Um, <laughs> so God, I really am a child of the 80s. They they are on yeah. So they're they're on the road. Alf does some rapping in the car. Um, and. I, I uh, excuse me. Do you not see more, more DNA showing I mean, itself? Yes. Okay. I do. I do. I, I'm. I'm afraid. And listen. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna read it to you because I listened to it and I. I then I listened to it a second time to write it down. And this needs to be worth something. I'm not gonna do it in <laughs> Alf voice. But the okay. ra- the rap is. <laughs> you hey, should though. I I should. But. Hey, 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 hey. Riding in the back of a pink Cadillac, Jack snacking on a snack and thinking on back of old Mel Mac. I grew up in a shack with no knickknacks. My rack and pinion steering, my uncle's hard of hearing, the missus interfering. I- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I did that. Um, talk- Speaking of rock bottom, I've smashed that- through Alf and this is my rock bottom. <laughs> that... That made my day. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it, it, and it ruined mine. <laughs> it turned things around for me. <laughs> but he, so we, this is just we go from montage of them driving to this, and then it's just they ask Alf, "What are you doing?" That, that's not true. You didn't grow up in a shack. Like they start disputing the authenticity of his life story. Also, guys, you weren't there. You don't know li- Alf's life story. I mean, maybe he didn't tell the government what actually was going on, but. His response is that it's a rap and it doesn't have to make sense. And then he just goes right into making a bunch of jokes about eating bugs and wanting to lick the windshield when they get there. And then we just go back into montage. It's 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 like we have to stop the montage to get Alf doing a rap. And the joke of it is predicated like solely upon the notion of Alf rapping. Not that even he is talking about any... They've not even written a funny rap for him to do... <laughs> I'm. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm. I'm not saying I could. I mean, I don't. Know, maybe there's a. Maybe. Maybe I need to go watch the entire Alf series and then write a Lin Manuel Miranda caliber uh, rap about <laughs> about Alf. You know, like him rapping about his entire life story, and that could have been I'm in there. Not a hundred percent sure you'd be the first person to do that. I mean, there's probably Alfleton. I mean, honestly, Alf has probably done some kind of appearance with Lin Manuel Miranda at some point. As long as Elfleton isn't a Elf Bridgerton parody. Oh God, no! It, it is. It is. It's and it's very horny. Uh, even hornier <laughs> than this movie. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Um, but hey, you know what? That Alf came to this uh, to this planet from uh, from an alien world. You know what they say? Immigrants they get the job done. So anyway, they drive and they drive, and they finally arrive at the house of yeah. uh, Dexter Moyers, a UFO <laughs> expert. Who is going to help Alf? That's the that's a wrap on the pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, they're, and... they're no the wrap on the pink Cadillac is what Alf was saying earlier. <laughs> Damn it! Sorry. Um, thus begins the the Miguel Ferrer uh, 
part of the movie. Yep. Uh, the, yep. the, the last part, if yeah. you will. Yeah, act act three, in which Miguel Ferrer falls in love, <laughs> or in which we fall in love with Miguel Ferrer. Let's be real. Okay, so Miguel Ferrer, won't you? He is uh, his character is uh, Dexter Moyers, who insists everyone calls him Dex. Uh, he was in NASA, but then he got uh, kicked out of NASA because he, you know, testified that he saw a UFO and the government wanted him to keep quiet about it. So now he's a super rich guy with a robot butler who lives in a house that looks like the Sherman Oaks Galleria in the middle of the desert. And (laughs) I I did have to, I did pause the movie to look up to see whether or not this was the same house from Mulholland Drive. Oh God. And? It's uh, nothing that I could find. I don't think it is the same. I would rather, I would rather watch... Okay, well, I mean, I I'm not really a David Lynch fan, so when I say I would rather watch Mulholland Drive than than Alf, like that, you would rather watch a masterpiece than I Elf? would. I would rather watch a movie that I would find frustrating and cryptic rather than this movie, which I completely understand and detest. I would rather be confused <laughs> by something that is not on my on my wavelength. Um, but so Dex, you know, is he has an axe to grind with the government, and he wants to, uh, you know. And they ha- they have reason to believe he's told them that he's going to save Alf or help Alf get home or something like that. I don't De- Dex. For this, someone... this is reveal like this yeah. is a spoiler. Yeah. He doesn't actually want to. He wants to he, he wants to show off Alf on national TV for Operation Payback, which is, you know, uh, something that they find on his computer. Operation Payback, which it, is, you know. And, and yeah, it, it the, the plan basically is put Alf on TV so everyone knows there's Alf and then sell Alf to the highest bidder, and there's all these, like, Middle Eastern petro-states that are apparently going to be bidding on Alf. And it's, like, I I don't... Because he already seems to be incredibly wealthy. I mean, he has a beautiful assistant and a robot that follows (laughs) it. He's invented... (laughs) Are you aware of the world we live in in which wealth begets more wealth? I mean, mm. I don't think the wealthiest people are like, you know what? I got enough. I'm good. Well, no, but I mean, I'm just like, okay, then then put a, like buy a bank or like put all that money into like, I don't know, some kind of uh, derivatives stock fund or something. That's just got to have a higher return on investment than like, Again, I'm going to put an alien not, on TV. Are you aware of the world we live in? Which I'm sure he's already doing that, but that's boring. We mm. need like Jeff Bezos is going to fucking space. Okay. You know, <laughs> I landed. Every weirdo needs every wealthy weirdo needs their side project that's (laughs) entirely public and going to get them notoriety. I am I am laying down my sword. You're completely right. You have me dead to rights. I am sure Elon Musk is currently in negotiations (laughs) to sell an alien that he has to the highest bidder. This is completely rich guy stuff to do. Um, so uh, but yeah, so he's he wants to sell Alf to the highest bidder. When they first get there and they don't know this, uh, 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 Nancy, who knows uh, who knows Dex, like Dex was close with her father. Dex yeah. has all these stories about knowing her when she was nine years old. She and Dex have this weird chemistry, and he's flirting with her really hard, and she's it, flirting it's back. It's definitely like, yeah, it's it's like teacher student kind of weird flirtation vibes Mm -hmm. yes very very gross almost as gross as alf relentlessly propositioning the beautiful assistant who works for dex yeah and william o'leary is just immediately mad and jealous like a seventh grader about this whole thing (laughs) like marty yeah (laughs) marty taylor 
Yeah, okay. I mean, yes, true. Okay, you're right. No, he's true to his character. This is actually some of the strongest characterization in a Home Improvement episode. <laughs> also, side note, uh, Miguel Ferrer, uh, his character, Dex, flirts with Nancy <laughs> by by calling her uh, by her middle name, Angel. Yep. And he says something like, um, you know, I've never, I've never heard a more apt name or something like that, or it really suits you. Mm-hmm. And... She gets all like butterfly eyed over it, um, which is like, has there ever been anyone in the history of time that's been like you making a a comment about my name? Like I haven't heard that a hundred thousand times in the past. You're saying what, I don't think that would ever work. You're saying if a, if a beautiful woman like had had you alone somewhere and was gazing into her eyes and said, you know, you truly do remind me of Lando Calrissian, like that, don't you wouldn't fuck you. you get wouldn't the fuck go out of here. I, I'm sorry, you can say my wife to me on Gruntwork Nights, and I can't make that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was I was role playing with you. Oh, I would, I I, that's what I'd be saying to her. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is no. It's me role playing back as the lady. I'm 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 also a fan <laughs> of Gruntwork Nights. <laughs> That's that's how you two met. <laughs> uh, this is this this kind of role play is how we're going to conceive our baby Alf. Uh, but I, I mean, oh I, lord, I, I think also that just it's it's like that that is that is such weak sauce of of like yeah I'm gonna call you by your middle name I'm not going to put any thought into this yeah, at all. Just Angel. Your name is Angel. Yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah, hey, okay, hey listen, remember, I was trying to. His whole no, his whole game is like, hey, remember how uh, I remember how you were nine years old and I knew your dad. Yeah, anyway, yeah, he sure was right to name you Angel. Like it's just it's a, it's like let me first remind you of how much older I am than you, and You're then right. immediately make clear that that is not an issue for me. Listen, I was trying to abridge this whole part here and and spoil his plans because and, and you're slowing it down you want to go point by point through this no no i don't want to i was trying point. to i was trying to speed it up so that i could talk about the sassy robot okay let's talk let's talk about the sassy robot landon like let's let's go i don't need to slow this down anymore it's, it's clearly the best character in this movie <laughs> i mean yes you make your case actually i'm not i'm not sure yet <laughs> I like that you jump in with support, even if you're not sure about it. Yet. You know, I'm, I've never taken an improv class, so I assume I just have to say yes to everything you say, which <laughs> has led me into some difficult places, such as uh, watching this movie. Uh, so, <laughs> make your case for this this robot being good. Okay, uh, now it's just kind of coincidence that I had this experience before watching this movie, uh, which I think painted my my opinion of it, but uh, not the movie of this robot no, where. Okay. This robot is maybe the only character in this movie not taking shit from Elf. Like, he's programmed mm. to have to serve, which is fine. You know, like, that's just, you know, he understands his, his programming and has to do what he has to. But, like, he's not giving up his dignity to Elf. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he, he, like, he literally, like, he does, he is taking shit from Elf, but, but he, he just, he complains about it at least, or he shoots back at Alf. Yeah. I mean, and so here's the experience I had before this movie, which was, I get very frustrated with S I R I. I don't even oh, want to say yes. her name in case she turns on while I'm talking here. Oh, oh boy. Um, he does. She's, she's the third co-host of our podcast back when we uh, would record at Landon's apartment. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I really deplore saying the B word, the bitch word. Wow. Uh, but I get so frustrated with Siri sometimes that I it slips out and I feel very bad about it and it it, it fills me with guilt. Mm-hmm. And I noticed the other day that you know, like I, recently I've been having to repeat things twice to her, and it. <sighs> I feel like a parent at times. Like, I don't want to repeat myself. You are literally programmed so that I don't have to do this twice. Yes. And, and Otherwise, I would just do it myself. <laughs> this is why I have I gave up on all of these things. I don't need to, like, I don't need to have a five-year-old artificial intelligence assistant that I have to take by the hand. <laughs> I know. And... Listen, I, I realize that it's a bet of my own making. And in fact, ironically... Most of the time when I'm yelling at her is when I'm like half asleep, you know, my book is falling out of my hand and I have to tell her to turn the light off. And she goes, I don't have anything to turn off right here. I'm like, just turn the fucking light off. I just want to go to bed. And then I'm angry and I have to wake back up. (laughs) Uh, Here's okay. This is the context for the realization. I got to get to the realization. Yes. The realization I had was if Siri like only 10% talked back to me. I feel like we had a rapport and I could take I could take her not listening to me uh, with with a grain of salt. <laughs> so Where if so, I like if I asked her to like start a, a five minute timer and she's like, I don't know what you mean by that. And I like said, I just I just asked you to start a timer. I asked you to do it every fucking day at the same time. Why won't you start a timer? She's like, calm down. Just fucking calm down for a second. Let me. I got other things to do. Like if she just gave me that back and forth, I'd be like, okay, fine, <laughs> do what you have to, but start a five minute timer. I, okay, so so yeah, you want you you I want, want a ha- sassy robot. You you want a sassy robot. I re- I respect that. I really thought you were going to make some kind of Rocky Four reference to the robot butler <laughs> that they have in that. Not well. not to the robot butler in your own life. I. I <laughs> I mean, my my concern is that if Siri talked back to you, uh, uh, like some of the time, it's only a matter of time until you just start a podcast with her. Then, because I mean, you've basically well, I'm. I mean, I don't know. I don't always listen to you, and I sometimes talk back a little bit. So, like, what what then? What need is there then for me? <laughs> or am I just here to raise uh, Alf? Well, I don't ask you to start five minute timers for me. Well, that, because you know how bad I am with technology, and I would definitely fuck it up. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't be any different than Siri. Okay, well, true. So, yeah, so I guess we're already on the same level. Uh, it's because she's a woman, isn't it? Um, so, uh, no, but, the, yeah, there's this... Ro- it is weird that there is a robot butler in this movie that is in, like, two or three scenes. That concept alone, and, indeed, this kind of elaborate prop that they have, like, that, I could, that could be the subject of an entire movie. That's like a short-circuit knockoff right there and instead he just is there oh. to occasionally clown on alf like it almost feels like the role was written for an actual like human butler <laughs> and they just at the last second were like wait we've got a robot never mind give it to the robot yeah. <laughs> uh maybe you, this is maybe this is actually unintentionally did some uh, patented uh grunt work foreshadowing oh of of there being a of there being a a butler uh no, of something that I'll reveal at the end of the episode. Okay, I mean the thing that I would, I mean, just now that I'm reflecting on it though, in the casting of this this robot, maybe that's how Alf wound up in that episode of Mr. Robot. You you know, all those years later, like maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's this robot. He was dad. set up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is you know this this robot is a nepotism baby. <laughs> 
Oh Lord. Um. Okay. Uh, I got to talk. Okay. One of the one of the jokes that when they're sitting around the table, um, they're you know Elf is being his glib self. Oh yes. Uh, while they're all talking about you know the important work that's ahead of them, and Elf, <laughs> this is okay. Another one of those like this could have been funny, but they they really don't land it, which is he really leans into taking Neil Armstrong down a peg. Yeah. Yeah, really shitting on one of our space heroes. <laughs> and I I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Just like conceptually. Like I said, execution does not land the the jump at all, but the I, fact that he's like taking he, I don't even remember what the exact dialogue was, but he he's taking Neil Armstrong down a peg and he's like one small step for man. Who's this guy's writer? Andy Rooney? Yeah, yeah, it's just there's not really, yeah, it's just him saying stuff about, like, criticizing, criticizing his choice of words, basically, when he, when he landed on the, on the moon. I, I think, I think, I, I'm honing in on it, I think part of why I'm so viscerally opposed to ALF is because, uh, over my time in LA, I've gone to a lot of parties and met a lot of, like, aspiring stand-up comedians whose entire personality is just steering the conversation into things that they have like a tight three minutes about and wait Alf, a minute alf is that now <laughs> now hold now, on a second now the difference landon is that all of your tight three minute bits are about things i also care about so i find it oh, charming okay. but but no <laughs> alf is alf is the epitome of that all over the like just everything that happens it's like oh that reminds me of a story about about pizza crust like it just <laughs> and so it's like it's like this it's like they're talking about space and he's just like oh i got some really good stuff that I worked up in the shower the other day about Neil Armstrong. Let's test it out on these people. It's like, fuck you, Alf. Engage with me, actually. <laughs> so, um... Where do we go from here? <laughs> where, where where do we I, go? Okay, I want to talk about Operation Payback. Okay, Operation... Okay, so Operation Payback. They find out on uh, on one of the computer, Or uh, Marty finds out on one of the computers that, oh, Dex is uh, gonna sell Alf to the other countries. Uh, Operation Payback, won't you? Well, and, the, and the key to that is making his... Uh, talk show debut on the Nigel Neville show, which is a British talk show that Alf is going to appear on by satellite from Dex's house. So with a host that looks like Larry King, but is British. Odd, strange. <laughs> Why? I I'm... and and he, and he's making an appearance uh, because uh, it, it, this is so important that they had to bump Nelson Mandela. Yes. Yeah, which also this came out in 1994. So uh, this is this is when Nelson 96. Mandela was really fresh. Oh, this came out in 96. Still pretty fresh. Um, in light of all these other things that he's done and all these ways that he's annoyed people and inconvenienced people, he is also uh, personally pissed off Nelson Mandela. That is that is Alf's <laughs> legacy on this earth. Operation Payback. Yes. Okay, setting aside the fact that Marty is helping Elf get on the internet, which, my God, help us all. Yeah, um, hearing Alf say the word internet uh, kind of hurts me. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if Elf doesn't start a podcast, he's certainly going to have a YouTube channel. I, um, he might already. I'm frightened, but also my hands are drifting towards the keyboard. Keep going. <laughs> uh, okay, so Marty is on uh, Dex's computer. Um and comes across a file called Operation Payback. This is like <laughs> the same playbook as uh, the movie Megan, where <laughs> there's a, a a leak 
at the the toy company at, by a guy named Kurt, and he's just dragging files into a, a folder called Kurt's Docs. <laughs> um, anyway, he comes across a file called Operation Payback, and I just have to say, I know you live alone, Dex, but yeah. like <laughs> you're you're connected to the net. Maybe Operation Payback is a little too on the nose of a title. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like if you know, it's like it's like Dex, a man who seems to be an early adopter for the internet, has no experience having certain files yeah. or images or perhaps even videos on his computer that he wants to put in a place where other people can't find them. Right. This is really amateur. Operation stage a coup. Yeah. <laughs> Operation get back at my wife for making a cuck of me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Operation pornography that I've downloaded and want to masturbate <laughs> to. Like you, you got to have you got to have some subtlety when you have documents that you want to hide uh, because they are secretive. Um, so, oh, and God. He also, of course, actually, but I guess maybe he doesn't have porn on his computer because when he catches Marty using the computer, he mentions to Marty that whenever this computer is being used, security cameras in the room turn on and record whatever's happening. So, I mean... Maybe that's his kink. I mean, yeah, maybe he's a cam boy. Maybe he, maybe he invented OnlyFans. <laughs> why do you need? Why would he need to? He's trying to sell that's Alf so he, he can makes get his money. Yeah, he's trying to get his seed capital so he can start OnlyFans. Uh. Oh, um, that's that. Okay, I'm now I'm hearing that in in Alf's voice. Ooh, talk about seed capital. Um, it it trends towards right. Rodney Dangerfield, which is an insult to Rodney he, Dangerfield. He even makes a Rodney Dangerfield reference in this movie. But oh, God, there's a moment when we cut back to, oh yeah, Martin Sheen's in this movie, and where like once this TV appearance starts to unfold, we start cross cutting with like, oh yeah, Martin Sheen is actually pursuing and investigating and following the trail of Elf. You know he. He go. He finds the hotel and he puts the hotel manager in jail uh, because they find the van that was stolen from the military base. So yeah. Elf Take that. just leaving a, a destruction in his path. Take that old man with a substance abuse problem. Fuck you. <laughs> Enjoy Guantanamo. And, and, I I have to ask a question because I I I watched this last night and I watched this in the background both times it walked by. And I'm not 100% sure. There's a moment when outside the hotel room where the entire military brigade, brigade is there. And someone just walks out carrying, you know, holding a pair of tweezers and something between them that he smells and then puts into a bag. Did they, did they bag an elf turd? I mean, I mean, because they they were talking about it with the mailbag, and the mailbag presumably is still in the hotel room. I, you know what? Yes, uh, get, turn the uh, hit the gavels, turn the keys, whatever. I, because even if that's not, even if they couldn't say that out loud in the movie, uh, my understanding of of uh, Alf creator, uh, what's his face, uh, Paul Scud Scudalowski, Fusco. Cusco? Paul Cusco. Uh, Fusco with an F. Paul Paul Fusco. I, I <laughs> Paul read... Fusco with a capital F U. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm gonna remember it. My understanding <laughs> is that he was constantly trying to push the boundaries with stuff that he would put on Alf or have Alf say on the TV show. And I'm sure in writing this, he thought it would be really funny. You know, he's set up that Alf shit in the bag, so now, oh, we got to pay it off with with them having Alf poop come out, and they. Probably had to cut it down to whatever that is. <laughs> cool. Elf feces. 
yeah, that's I that's where that's where we've gotten to. It's in in about 2 hours of podcasting we are finally talking about Alf's excrement. Um so uh Marty has left by the way. He's left Dex's place because he feels like he's being spurned and also because he feels like uh Dex is not on the level. And uh, he immediately gets caught by Martin Sheen and cuts a deal with Martin Sheen to, you know, tell them, I'm going to tell you where Alf is, but you have to promise not to hurt him or Nancy. And they go, and before, like, before the Nigel Neville broadcast can start, Alf, at the very last second, realizes maybe I don't want to be on TV, maybe this is bad, so he locks himself in the bathroom, and then the military arrives and arrests everybody, and the world never finds out that Alf is real. Um... This, also, the the lead up to him going on TV is where we get the twenty or thirty minutes of Alf making jokes <laughs> about merchandising and yeah. only do plush versions of me. I don't render well in vinyl, and uh, just uh, you know, uh, t-shirts. Uh, like he makes a Jeffrey Katzenberg quitting Disney joke, uh, and, <laughs> and I yeah. don't need to comment uh, on that. That's, that's just that's Alf in a nutshell. That's exactly that is what Alf, Alf is. in a nutshell. A hundred percent. Um, okay, so, uh, I think, okay, uh, we didn't talk about, in your little synopsis there, um, <laughs> not to be, wow, in, <laughs> if you call that a synopsis, I don't know, in your, in your little attempt at a synopsis, just, just landed uh, polishing up his monocle, popping it back into his eye, just call me a Tilly, <laughs> um, <laughs> Call back to our nights episode. Yeah, yeah, enjoy um, it. Now you've got to subscribe, people. This is this is how we're <laughs> hustling people, just like Alf is is doing in jokes with our nights episodes. You didn't touch on uh, the entrapment of Dex by Marty, um, <sighs> where basically Marty pulls a, a Batman Returns on him. Well, I I think he pulls more of a Santa Claus three, the Escape Clause on him by uh, using. <laughs> Getting getting him to talk about his evil plans and then recording him doing it, uh, in this case, yeah. by using the carefully explained computer and security camera set up in the room that they're standing in at Dex's house. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that way to take to take Dex down. But I think this, this also is very indicative of the difference between you and me, where you're paying close attention to what is happening in the plot, and my note is, wow, there are terrible camera angles on this TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, their the- eye lines are all off. There, at one point, ne- uh, Neville is looking directly into the camera. At another point, he's looking way off to the side, as if he's talking to someone next to him. But it's through satellite feed. There's a massive microphone right on the desk. Like, I think we got that it's a TV show. I don't <laughs> think we need to have microphones in the shot to sell that. What well, so so what you're saying is that you think Nelson Mandela made a bad choice by agreeing to do an interview with this guy? You think that he could have found no, I, a more reputable outlet to spread I his think, ideas? I think it was a benefit to him in the long run that he didn't do this show. Yeah, th- this and also <laughs> Neville, this is a, a British broadcaster. The 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 skyline, you know that kind of like late night show skyline that's oh, behind yeah. the hosts. Yeah. Is in is it's New York. <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean that's great there's so so uh nigel neville is the only amerophile in england basically <laughs> well i don't know i mean maybe he's just a, a precursor to james corden <laughs> or craig ferguson i guess I, well yeah but i mean it it's it's one thing what's to with be... that show hiring british people well i 
I mean, it, it's one thing to be a British person who comes to the America, who comes to the America, you know, you, you know the one I mean, and and gets famous doing. Wait, doing, which one? Yeah, well, okay, not, North or South? Okay, it's not South America, and when I say North America, I'm not referring to Mexico or Canada, but to to come and get famous there, it's another thing to stay in England and make an American talk show. Like that's a that's a real interesting trick. Um, uh, John Oliver did it. No, he came to the United... No, his show was made in America. John Oliver has oh. repeatedly joked about how he is not popular at all in England and has even today <laughs> right. has not caught on there. Uh, let me let me Oliver explain to you. Um, Thank you. So has has John Oliver interviewed Alf? Because I feel like he would actually go after Ooh. him and maybe get some get some answers. You know what? I if if HBO really does want to test the waters as to whether or not Elf would be a viable TV show for uh, the audience that it's probably aiming for, having an appearance on John Oliver wouldn't be the worst litmus test in the world. I I mean honestly, Elf could talk about you know his poor treatment by the military, and John Oliver could segue that into something about you know Gitmo or uh, or uh, you know <laughs> uh, just any sort of military uh, abuse or spending. I mean, Elf is a perfect way in that the kids are gonna love. You know. But, you know, I think the the telling thing is, though, I don't think John Oliver would want Elf on his show, and that is why Elf wouldn't succeed in 2023. Yes, because yes, because of because of the the good grace and judgment of John Oliver, our king. Um, <laughs> so, so Martin Sheen comes, arrests everybody, and then we're back uh, on that. We're back on that. We're back on that thing. I'm. I'm sorry. I mean, it's like we have we've cre- we've crested the two hour mark, and I know that we'll hit three. Uh, we will. We will arrive at Leprechaun four for episode length. Talking <laughs> Let's just about skip it. ahead. They end up. They're they've they're taken away, and everyone shows back up at the military base where we were at the beginning. Yes. But the, Is there more that we need to say than that? Well, okay. Well, there's a there's a scene with Martin Sheen and the the superior who in the conference at the beginning they were you know they were both trying to convince where he's congratulating him and saying oh great job getting alf and then uh but then the second lieutenant you know his uh his martin sheen's assistant throughout the movie comes in and puts in the video that marty took in which martin sheen talks about how oh yeah i was gonna poison alf and i was going to frame my assistant for it the whole time har 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 and then i was i was wrong it wasn't dex that he's doing that to it's martin sheen yeah i apologize i have been drinking Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Landon, yeah, I, you do apologize to these people for misstating some of the plot details of Project ALF. Yeah, they, well, they, listen. They depend you, on us. <laughs> I, I'm too caught up on the micro details in which Marty apparently records the camera that's on the wall by pressing the tab and shift key on, on the keyboard. So, No, it makes perfect sense, Landon. Whenever that computer is being used, all the security cameras in the room turn oh, on. Okay, yeah, that, you're right. I that, that is that is why there are there are millions of hours of security footage of him just sitting there, you know, typing away, going to the Beanie Babies website and seeing what the new releases are. Um, <laughs> so... So, but so back at the military base, after all this has happened, Martin Sheen's assistant shows the video in which Martin Sheen talks about how he's going to kill Alf, and you know, oh, oh shit, the tables have been turned, and we just cut from that back to you know, it's they've reconvened the hearing about what's going to be done with Alf, and the military brass all like extend an unequivocal apology to Alf. They've named him an ambassador to Earth from. Uh, from another planet they give nancy and marty both promotions they uh, like all 
it, it's just it it went from at the beginning of the movie what should we do with this strange creature to at the like the only thing that's changed is they found out that one of the guys who was advocating for killing alf was crazy and now that means that the military as a whole has decided alf is is a-okay we're making him an ambassador we're letting him free we're gonna he's gonna be our new hero (laughs) and uh yes so so they're then then the robot butler comes in and with with a tray full of of snacks and popcorn you know popcorn sodas things like that and Alf says, I've taken the liberty of having my assistant provide us a little nosh. And one of the senators or whatever on the panel goes, oh, what a mensch. Done. That's it. Just some random last minute Yiddish. You know how the Jews (laughs) say funny things. Uh, During this, these proceedings is where the superior officer, (laughs) even as he's saying it, it, it shows the shots of Marty and Nancy and they're they have their placards in front of them mm-hmm. and he he specifically says uh he cuz it's uh, Nancy is a major and um uh, uh, Marty is a captain yeah. i think yeah and pretty high ranking he he flip-flops them when he's saying their names <laughs> <laughs> he calls Marty the major even better her the captain even better and then they make a joke about it later though about how she still outranks him so they they even that was very plot essential to get right and they still could not do it um (laughs) i i it's it's i i it is whiplash inducing even in a movie like this to go from the military is trying very hard to kill alf alf has been their longtime prisoner to just all of a sudden this change you know martin sheen's arrest has somehow changed the mind of everyone that Alf is great, even though Alf's behavior has not changed at all. He's still being a dick. No. He still seems to be stealing stuff from them and and selling off army surplus goods for cash. And, okay, look, I need to slow jam the very end of, the, like, the very last thing we see in this movie. Do you do you have more from this scene that I, that I would be skipping over if I did that? Uh, no, I only have one note left that we need to talk about at some point but okay uh, it is not plot essential so do your slow jam okay so so the guy is basically saying you know i i hereby conclude this hearing alf is an ambassador he's going to be set free but he picks up his gavel and alf pulls out his own gavel and says oh no let me do it and marty sitting next to him has his hand very conspicuously laid out on the table so alf hits it with the gavel great and then, you know, Marty is mad at him and he pulls the gavel away from him. And then Alf pulls out a new gavel and and is like trying to use that one to gavel the hearing out. And both Marty and Nancy are struggling with him, trying to pull the gavel out of his hand. They're pulling him back and forth. And and Marty goes, what, what did you do? Did you hijack a gavel truck? Where did you get this? The last line of the movie is Alf going, Judge Ito. Judge Lance Ito. <laughs> Who presided over the O.J. Simpson trial? This, this is. I'm. I said something else was the most Alf thing ever. This is the most Alf thing ever. Is making a joke about the minutia of the O.J. Simpson trial, because when the joke was written, that was that was super relevant, and Jay Leno had made four jokes about it that night. And when, <laughs> and it just immediately, it just does not work. Like Alf's jokes go stale so fast. Hence, <laughs> that's the, the that's the dangers of uh, topical comedy. And, and I mean, and does that ever stop me from talking about the the 
current political scandal of the day on grunt work. No, it never does. But uh, uh, my my Trump era episodes are quite insufferable. But hey, you know what? I again, Alf and I are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> cut from the same same. I don't even know what you would call the material. <laughs> The yak hair? Yeah, yeah the Melmacian fur, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I Also, just, it's funny that this is the, this is the finale to ALF, basically, to the continuity of the ALF TV show. It ends with this. Yeah. It doesn't, like, so it's like, yeah, you're an, you're an ambassador or a planet, whatever. They don't really set up like, okay, so where's ALF going to live now? Like, has he got a new family he's going to be with? He, it doesn't seem like he's going to live with Marty and Nancy, and even if he was, it seems like there there's just no chemistry between them in any way. Well, also, now let me. Uh, I, you, uh, I know you're not super familiar with Bill and Ted, but in uh, Bogus Journey, they do meet an extraterrestrial alien in heaven, and the alien is basically these two geniuses, yeah. these two little furry geniuses mm-hmm. that when they do this weird trick, this really gross trick where they run into each other and turn into this gross blob, but reform into one giant talking alien. Okay. I'm posing the opposite here, which is maybe Elf does live with Marty and Nancy and splits himself in two, but his his dual form is twin blonde girls. I I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. By their powers combined, they are one Alf, but separately, they are they are his two daughters on the show. I mean, so but what you're suggesting is that Alf split himself into two babies that have then just been slowly growing into adults. (laughs) Well, you know, could be a John Malkovich situation where they accidentally (laughs) move themselves into a baby body and have to to watch (laughs) for eternity. Being John Alfovich. Look, that maybe that makes sense because th- this is this is my my biggest thing, and this is the thing that I, I I will conclude my comments with is that the whole point of this movie is Marty and Nancy putting everything on the line to save Alf's life. At no point yeah. in this film, not even to the very end, does Alf ever say thank you to them. Not he does not <laughs> seem to care that any of this has yeah. happened. And I understand from the parents in my life that sometimes parenting is a thankless job and your kids don't seem to appreciate what you do for them. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe maybe Alf is, uh, you know, Alf is already a, a, a uh, sassy and spiteful uh, little girl. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, I mean, he is apparently um, our kid, so we would know. We would. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, the Elf animated series on Tubi as well. Oh, um, don't. Don't, we're not, you cannot convince me to do any more ALF content. This is the one and only <laughs> ALF episode of podcasts I will ever take part in. Uh, I have one note here that we didn't touch upon, but I don't know why we would have. Um, just something I noticed. Yeah. I, I'm going to throw it out there just to see what your thoughts are on on its impact on the character of ALF. Okay. ALF has a beauty mark. Where? <laughs> where? Where? On his nose. On his face. The where where a normal beauty mark would be, like a Marilyn Monroe beauty mark. I, I did not notice that. 
it's a, I mean, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to process this information. Why are you looking so closely at Alf, dude? Why are you paying so... I'm trying to look away I, well, from the I screen think... when he's on screen. <laughs> I, I think it's subconsciously, like placing him in the role of a celebrity like it's it is kind of a a robert de niro thing it's like a it's there's something distinguishing about it i mean not that he could just be an alien character which he clearly is and he has you know the conan o'brien quaff but uh thank you for calling it that and not the truman caps quaff i i appreciate that more than you can know (laughs) trying to i want you to do another episode with me at some point so i i gotta start searing this thing this is great thank you uh, I just thought it was, I mean, it's a choice, and it, it's char- obviously in the character design, so I don't know, I just thought it was kind of interesting. I, yes, I too love uh, Alf's uh, iconic alien next-door beauty. His da- it is down-to-earth <laughs> style. <laughs> you know, with, with his quaff, I do, like, if he was around in the early 2000s, I could see that, like, getting really long, and it almost looks like it could be emo. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, them... Him showing up on Dawson's Creek or something like that. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Also, wait, because we're getting to the end of the episode. Was Alf on ER? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think that might be the only thing he, he has never appeared on. Well, I mean, he probably, he was on NYPD Blue since he had Dennis Franz on his talk show. <laughs> True. True. Just, just, just um, tasteful Alf nudity on uh, on NYPD oh Blue. My God. You see his ass I in mean, a darkened room from behind. He doesn't wear clothes unless he's wearing a disguise. So I mean, we are getting <laughs> tasteful Alf nudity all no, the time. We're not getting taste. No, there has never been tasteful Alf content. What I'm what I'm <laughs> suggesting is the first tasteful you, Alf content. You hate Alf so much. I'm I'm um, not a fan of him. <laughs> um. Here's where I'm going to end with my thoughts on this, is that despite what we sat through, and I sat through twice because it just, the credits are rolling as we're talking So right gross. Now, um, <laughs> I still love William O'Leary. Oh, yeah. I love William I, O'Leary. I think it's it's a small miracle that he and Jensen Daggett get through this without really any damage to themselves. I think part of why my reaction was so strong against it is because I like both of the actors in it and I want, I like, and seeing Alf pissing them off and, and thwarting them is like, I, it makes me both mad for them as actors that they're in this and for their characters who I empathize with because I like them as actors that they have to deal with this guy. <laughs> no, I, I, think, uh, I think William O'Leary is fantastic. I love him. I love Jensen Daggett. I am glad to have seen them in something, even if it was this. Well, would you watch another movie with William O'Leary? I would, unless Alf is in it. Is <laughs> now Alf is in your it, is your is your reticence due to William O'Leary, or is it to my uh, my questionable questionable taste in movies that it, we've been that I've been choosing? It, it has it has everything to do with you and nothing to do with William O'Leary. He is great. If he's involved in this process, I would be. You know, his involvement, I'm totally great on. Your involvement is what makes me dubious. But but I would watch one. Is there one? What is okay. there? There's many, but there's one in particular that the title alone is drawing my attention. He's third build. It's from 1987, 
Uh, it's a romantic comedy with a sci-fi slant to it. Kind of like this movie. It stars uh, Barbara Harris, who is just absolutely amazing. Um, it stars Michelle uh, Mayrink, who I'm not too familiar with, uh, but mm. she was in Real Genius and The Outsiders and Revenge of the Nerds and Valley Girl and a number of other 80s uh, iconic movies. Okay. And also stars another star of Home Improvement, Wallace Shawn. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Now you've got my attention. William O'Leary playing Andy in... Nice girls don't explode. <laughs> is he in the lead? Is that is he the lead role? Does his nice he, girl explode? Well, he's he's third build, but wow. he is the romantic interest in the movie. Yes, uh, hell yeah, hell yeah, I'm into that. I'm into seeing how he reacts to a woman exploding. Uh, I bet I bet he will have some hilarious shock. <laughs> this this movie is on Tubi. Uh, the synopsis, uh, as far as IMDb is concerned, is. A young lady is kept away from boys by her overprotective mother because flames tend to spontaneously erupt whenever her hormones are aroused. Whoa. For her protection on a dinner date uh, is car- uh, for protection. Her wait for her protection yeah. on a dinner date is carrying a fire extinguisher. I'm just reading that verbatim. I didn't write that. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. I mean, even even in that garbled mess of a synopsis that you wrote. <laughs> Uh, yourself that I'm blaming you for. I still, I, I, I'm still hooked. I'm still into this idea. Uh, I think my my first favorite thing about this movie is William O'Leary being in it. My second favorite thing is that Alf is not in it. Uh, I'm, I'm in, I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. I'm looking at some stills uh, <laughs> that are something else. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to send this to you. Okay. Uh, so next week we have nice girls don't explode as we continue to get our website back up and running. Um, I guess that's it. Do you have anything else you want to touch on for this episode, or do you want to go do anything else and immediately scrub your memory of this? I I, I want to start the hard work of forgetting that Alf has ever come into my life. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want to put Alf up for adoption so we don't have to uh, raise this burden any longer. um okay uh reserving a number of inappropriate jokes uh i guess we will end this episode by saying thank you for making this possible to our patrons (laughs) yes thank you (laughs) or or to our non-patrons blame these guys yeah exactly keep paying us yeah yeah it's if if they stopped paying us we wouldn't do it probably so they're they're the they're the real bad guys here uh, but if you want to be blamed on our show, you can become an official Grunthead sponsor over at over at <laughs> patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Overy at patreon.com slash Oh, uh, you know what I didn't say? Pod. That's where the ovaries are. Yes? Uh, to really drive home the time frame at which <laughs> Elf was popular, the second that this ended, Tubi started auto-playing Short Circuit oh. right after <laughs> I mean, again, it's like, hey, there's a there's a cute robot in this. You know what else they like? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the that's the payoff of that foreshadowing mm-hmm. from earlier. Oh wow, wow! It really leave does pay us off. a rating, a review for uh, for callbacks like this on wherever you listen to these episodes, provided they are actually publishing there, because it goes a long way to help people find the show. And I guess 
Maybe we want to do that. I don't yes, know. Maybe I, we, maybe we want to prevent people from discovering no, Elf. No, 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 no. I mean, look, I th- we are going to be the Nigel Neville treatment. Uh, we're going to publicize <laughs> Alf, and um, you know, maybe we can sell him. Um, I, I don't stop have by a, to say hi to us. I don't have a camera that turns on whenever I use my computer, though. So that so if the military comes, we can't use that as our out. Truman, do you have a camera on your computer? I do have a camera on my computer, and it is covered up 95% of the time. <laughs> what do you do with that other 5%? <laughs> uh, I am making my living as an OnlyFans cam model. I hope you like watching someone read New Yorker articles and mutter to themselves about zoning. Go on, please. Stop me from talking more. <laughs> oh, God, I really am like <laughs> Alf. <laughs> Stop by, say hi to us on Instagram, Twitter, or a number of other places, or or less places than that. I don't know, but you can find us anywhere at GruntworkPod. Um, what else do I usually say here? Stop by our website, our newly designed website at www.gruntworkpodcast.com. Where you can listen to our episodes if you can't find them in the feeds. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's the whole thing. Okay, good. I think we're done. We've we've you know what we've done what the military didn't do. We finally dissected Alf. <laughs> to do a nth degree. Uh, until next week, when we bring you another bonus episode. I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, don't don't watch Alf. Don't buy Alf. Don't think about Alf. Don't listen to Alf. Just say no to Alf. <laughs> Sir, Alf is a menace to society and ought to be incinerated. Don't you mean incarcerated, sir? No. Once people know Alf exists, he'll be safe. You want to go public with Alf? And let's not forget the merchandising possibilities. Do you really want to see Alf dolls in all the toy stores? As long as they're plush. I don't render well in vinyl. Miguel Ferrer. William O'Leary. Beverly Archer. John Shuck. Ed Begley Jr. Ray Walston. And Martin Sheen. There's a very thin line between mutilating cows and eating cats. For the record, he never ate the cat. Project Alpha.